0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Icon, Granny Holster, and Big win And here we are again, another Monday night. Uh, everybody is feeling good. I would hope uh, we got Icon with us, Granny Holster with us, another great light of guests with us. Uh, we've had a couple of pretty good shows last couple of weeks. Uh, pretty entertaining. Pretty interesting. Um, Icon had some big news he shared with us, uh, you know, off the air uh, just before the show started about some of the traction that we're getting in other avenues, which, which is, which is awesome as well. Um, It's, it's, you know, the adult film community is is really starting to catch on to us as well as the underground wrestling community. So that's awesome. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's good stuff guys. And uh, you know, keep up the good work and continue to push towards being the, Best and biggest non wwe sanctioned podcast uh, out there today. Right.
2: And uh, we are not sellouts by any means,
1: but uh,
2: I'll tell you something. Uh, I love doing this with you guys every Monday, and I have some other news I can't really share right now. The Icon is going to be making a move to uh, a different city, and... I'll still be doing the show, so uh, those of, uh, those non-Icon fans, and I don't understand why you would not be an Icon fan, but uh, I'm not leaving the podcast. I am leaving the city of Fargo, though, so that's all I'm going to say right now.
1: However, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're leaving the city of Fargo, but what about like all the NDSU games and stuff that you go to?
2: I'll still be with in close proximity to go to the games.
1: Are you, you going to be, be in, Minnesota in Minnesota or still Minnesota. in the state of North Dakota? Minnesota. Oh cool. Okay. Cool, cool.
2: So, yeah, it's going to it's going to be an interesting thing. Uh me and my fiancé have decided that uh the uh park and life uh is not what we want and we need to move on to uh big people locations. And that's what we're going to do. So, uh we're going to go across the pond in uh Minnesota somewhere and uh
1: we're gonna do this. Nice. You gotta change all your license plates and change your license and change all that. Okay. Nice.
2: Yeah, I hope I don't have to uh, give up uh, my icon plates. I'm sure there's nobody in Minnesota that has that plate. Um, you know, because everybody knows. I mean, you know, Roddy Piper was an icon, of course. Hulk Hogan was a Icon, Shawn Michaels said he was the icon that could still go. And the Macho Man was always thick and thinking, and and mother. And, you know, I mean, th- just ask Jim Cornette about throwing the name Icon around. I'm still ticked off at the guy that uh, Jim Cornette, that is, who uh, did not mention me in that segment. Because I was known as the icon way back then, he didn't mention me. So
1: he uh, did, did or did not, uh, not mention you.
2: He did not, and because of okay. that, uh, you know, you know, I've asked him several times if he would come on our show, and uh, you know, uh, the response I get is, and I can, this is my best Jim Cornette impression. Uh, Gosh darn! I don't do podcasts because it's a, it's below me, motherfucker. You know.
1: Uh, that, you know, well, that I would probably harder. have to hit the uh, I would probably have to hit the dump button uh, quite a bit uh, on his interview as well, because uh, based on the YouTube shoots that I see of him, um, can't really control his language. So, yeah, no,
2: right. Can't. And uh, I do want to thank um, our guest from last week. Uh, he did bring the seven second delay button into our show. I think I I think that was the first time in a long time. I think the first time the seven second delay ever had to be used was because of my slip at one point. And, yeah, I I mean uh, we're we're on we're
1: on a delay anyway, but all I have to do is just is just hit the button. I have to time it up correctly and hit the button. But uh but yeah, I I mean we're on a little bit like I mean we're live but we're always going to be a little bit delayed from the internet airwaves to the FM airwaves. like It's always going to be a little bit of a, a delay. So all I got to do is just when I hear him say it, I just got to count the, I think it's five seconds. I just got to count to five in my head and then hit the button. So not hard. And, not hard uh, to do. It.
2: Also, uh, I, I've also got some great feedback about uh, us going over. There's There is people that like to listen to the show live, but there's also people that have that that listen the replays and had you know have been listening to the replays now because they can't listen to us live and they're they they ask well hey did you decide you got are you guys on longer now and I I explained to them I said no we're not on longer but we are we do go over every once in a while and tonight uh, is no exception uh, let you guys know offhand that we are uh, going to be going over tonight. Because uh, from what I understand, our guests are going to be pretty powerful and uh, we will have a lot of uh, stuff to talk to them about. So, yeah, so uh, our, our show will probably go over again. Hopefully, we won't get disconnected from our guests when we do go over because when our show is over on the, on the live feed, uh, you can't call into the show and, uh, yeah, we'll get, we uh, won't get
1: no, disconnected from who we're talking to, but nobody else will be able to call in.
2: Right, and I did get a, uh, I did get a, a couple tweets about that saying, you know, we had some questions for uh, your guest last week, but you wouldn't take our calls in so that we couldn't get uh, – no, it wasn't me. We, once, once the uh, log talk time is done, that's it. We can't take calls because it won't let us. It's not because we don't want to talk to you. It's not because we don't want you to call in. We just can't take calls past a certain time.
1: And, yeah, so for those of you who may have questions, um, if you are Eastern time, it is between 10 p.m. and midnight. Uh, Central time, it is same thing, 9 p.m. to 11 uh, and West Coast seven to ten. So uh, again, once once it hits that, um, or excuse me, eight to eight to ten. Rather. Um once you hit or seven to nine, I'm losing my mind today. Uh, once you uh, once you hit that uh, two hour threshold, um, it, blog Talk will will cut it off because we're not paying the extra, you know, forty bucks a month for the premium service to get an extra thirty minutes. So I'm not doing that. So. Um, but anyways, but yeah, guys, um, you know, now Icon, when did you want to instill this whole watch along program you were pitching to us? Uh, well,
2: uh, well, that's kind of in the embryonic stages as well. I I like that term, you know, they used to use that in the, uh, um, it's kind of the, um, um, uh, embryonic stage right now, uh, there's a couple guests that uh, I, I want to get on. What we'll do is we'll do, like, a, uh, the last hour watch-along of, uh, what, maybe SmackDown, or uh, we'll all record Monday Night Raw. And uh, I like to do it live, but, you know, we could probably do it on recording, too. Um, and, like, if a, there's guests that can't be on, like, a Monday, but they can be on, like, a Friday or a Tuesday. That's when we would do it. Uh, so we would watch the last hour of Raw or SmackDown, and then have the guest come on the last hour because uh, you know they're you know it'll be a powerful thing. Uh, and our guest will be calling in from five seven one number. The first guest, as I've been informed, so be watching for that.
1: Five seven one. So Icon, yep. uh, actually, actually, Granny. Uh, how's your yeah. How's your weekend go?
3: Well, I've been very busy. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm getting ready to go to my state convention this week for um, our Arkansas Moose Association, and mm. I've been diligently preparing, you know, because I'm what they call the deputy grand regent for the women of the moose, so I have meetings that I have to be over, and I have a, an important title, which I'm very humbled about. Um but I guys, I would like to give a big shout out to a good friend of mine if you don't mind. Who I got to be? see my friend um Saturday. He's one of my fellow Moose members down at from North Little Rock, Arkansas. My husband David and I went down Saturday for a meet and greet that they had with our uh what we call Supreme Governor over the Moose Lodge. Uh Rodney Hammond was there and they had a nice lunch and everything. And my very good friend Robert Reynolds Hi, Robert. He is very much, he's always talking to me about the podcasts that I do. So I actually sent him the link tonight to our show, and he said he was going to check it out and listen to some of the shows from our previous shows that we've done, and he has the call-in number. I told him if you ever want to call in and listen live, please feel free to. So hi, Robert. Hi, Lisa. I'll see you um, in a couple of days. So, mm-hmm. along with my other fellow Moose members, so.
4: Moose.
2: If they, want, uh, if they ever want autographs of the icon, I'm fully ready to oblige. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll let him know that.
1: With, um, he's got the Sharpie and the whiteboard ready to go. He does.
2: Uh, actually, uh, I have, uh, you know, uh, real quick here while we're waiting for our guest here, should be calling in shortly, um, but uh, my family got together and they bought me this deluxe uh, Sharpie uh, autograph kit. It's got thirty different colors of Sharpies in it, plus eight bonus colors. So if you wow. want an autograph, uh, if you want an autograph of the icon in purple or yellow or uh, teal or brown or um, aqua or chartreuse, whatever it is. Uh I can't make that happen for
1: you. Did you say chartreuse?
2: Yeah, it's green.
1: No, no, I know. I know. I just I don't think I've heard that used frequently before. So that was that was that was a good one.
2: Yeah, so uh yeah, the icon can get you hooked up with autographs.
1: So we have our caller on icon. In fact we have we actually have two numbers on with us. Um we have the guest number uh and then we have a we have a six two six uh which is calling us in from the San Gabriel Valley in California.
2: okay, hold on a second
1: um hmm. would you like me to send it over to you on messenger
2: uh well, let's see, let me check out something here real quick.
1: And, and guests, we do we do see you. We're going to get you on in one minute. We're just trying to see if this is a, another guest or if this is a potential caller who has a question. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability right now to screen the calls what, and get what, the intern to tell us who they are. So, What was the other area code? Uh, 626.
2: Okay, I, I, I don't uh, know what that is. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's bring on the the guest, and then we can uh, bring on the yes. caller. And if we have to, uh, if we have to um, dump them, we'll do that.
1: That we will, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So I'll bring the guest on first, so we can get them going, and then and then we'll bring the other caller on and go from there. So I can do your thing,
2: ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Stepping in the ring right now. A multi-champion from multi-organizations. She's got more champions that ships than the Ultimo Dragon. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you KC Carlisle.
5: Hi guys. Thank you for that intro. How awesome. I don't know if I have more than Altimo, but I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks for having me on.
2: Uh, so if no you have the liner, we'll go ahead and take care of that. You, we'll go ahead and take care of that now. Then we'll interview you.
5: I'm sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you. What was that? Uh,
2: do you have the uh, that liner I sent you? We'll go, we'll go ahead and take care of that. Then we'll uh, go through the interview.
5: Okay. You ready? Hey, everyone. This is Casey Carlisle. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkstar
2: Awesome. So, uh, Casey, uh, you are a multi-champion, uh, as uh, people have seen in the card I made for you. Uh, can you tell us, uh, give us a little background about yourself, and we'll uh, ask you some questions. and We'll kind of do a little round-robin, and then we'll <laughs> go for you.
5: Um, well, I've been wrestling for going on 15 years. I started watching it as a kid and fell in love with it, decided it's what I was going to do with my life and did that. Um, you know, I came up, I started excuse me, watching it in 1988, so I'm an 80s kid as far as that era of professional wrestling. Um, you know, and I'm just, I'm, I'm the badass bitch. I just travel all around the country just scooping up the victories, winning titles.
2: It's just kind of what I do. Awesome. Uh and we do have a caller on. Um uh we have uh, Casey Carlisle on. We got thirty minutes with you before our next guest. And uh I don't know what uh, our second guest is calling from, so uh I uh, do,
1: California. I we'll put we'll, we'll put it on. Let's just see who it is okay. and right. then we'll go from there and then we'll we'll, we'll finish with uh Miss Carlisle here. So uh six two six, what's up?
6: Hey, it's Otto Von Clutch. I don't want to steal this young lady's shine because she sounds like a real sweet lady. I just want to say I love the Attitude are Live. And, uh, you know, we've had some crazy times together, but it's nothing but love from O-double-T-O. I'm very interested to hear what this young caller has to say.
1: So that's all I really wanted to say. All right. Well, we'll, well, jump, back on, um, we'll jump back on with you in a minute, talk to you with, about some stuff Uh uh, I'm gonna mute you so you can still you can still hear uh what she has to say um as well, but then uh, in between guests we'll come back and catch up with how you've been doing.
2: Okay. So uh Casey, now you mentioned uh you know, you mentioned that you're like the uh you know, the ultimate ultimate when it comes to uh being an in ring technician. So uh with your ring style, are you Do you have more of a technical, like a Bret Hart? Are you, like, a high flyer, like Rey Mysterio? Or do you have, like, that Drunky style, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin?
5: No, I'm not a high flyer. I think anybody who's ever watched any of my matches would be able to attest to that. I'm an old-school brawler. I'm just, you know, I go in there, and I just fight, and I do what's needed to get the job done and to win the match. So it's not... You know I wouldn't even call myself technical, although I very am. I'm you know obviously very skilled in the ring, or I wouldn't be as successful as I am um but I'm just a brawler. I go in there and I do whatever it takes, whether it's something the fans like or not, whether it's sometimes out of the lines of the rules or not, you know that doesn't usually matter to me all i'm all I'm focused on is leaving that arena victorious, and if there's a title on the line. I'm planning on my bag being a little bit heavier when I need to. And
2: that's what I love about you because you know you are that brawler <laughs> now. Uh on the uh you know, on the uh collector's card that I made for you, you have a lot of different titles in that. Now, uh with uh, are you all those champions currently or do they let you keep the belts or uh how much hardware do you have have you collected?
5: Um, I don't still hold all of the titles that are in the the photo that you're referring to, but I've also gained some others that would take those, you know, the place of those titles that I've lost since that photo was taken. Um, I think currently I hold five different titles, I believe.
4: Um,
5: You know, so some promoters, I, I have possession of some of them, not all of them. That's always up to the promoter. But I think I currently am the champion for five different promotions.
2: And, uh, you know, the cool thing is, uh, I hate to say this, but uh, I'm going to be adding you to our list because uh, when I booked you, uh, you had uh, won some of those titles after I booked you. And um, usually when someone gets booked on our show, whether they be on the show <laughs> beforehand or after they draw the title, they've always uh, won that. And I have not updated our fans that our current total, uh we are now uh what are we? We're let me look at this, we're one thousand two hundred and fifty and oh. So, uh over the last four <laughs> years we have a pretty good record. So now when you when you're wrestling, are would you consider yourself to be and I probably already know the answer to this but I'll let you explain it for our <coughs> listeners, but would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in betweeny, or are you what the crowd decide you're gonna be?
5: Um, There's no such thing as an in-betweeny in my world, and there's no such thing as letting the crowd decide. Um, Once again, I think anybody who's ever watched my matches or who's followed my career or who is listening to me talking right now would know that I'm a heel through and through. through. (laughs) From the beginning of the day when I wake up to when I go to sleep, there's no – you know, I don't believe in tweeners, in-betweenies, as you call them. I don't believe in that. Um, the fans are not in the ring, so their opinion is not in the same class as mine. Um, and as I said, I'm willing to do anything it takes to win. It doesn't matter to me. So from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, I am a heel. That's my life. Uh you
2: call? Well, oh. we got 23 minutes. Uh, well, Granny, we got a heel on our hands. What do you guys want yeah. to Well, you, uh, you know, guys. <laughs> you, you know,
3: guys, I personally met this young lady January 18th in Maumelle, Arkansas, at CWA. She wrestled against oh. Miranda Gordy. So I know You're this young lady. Pay. I met this young lady. Who I was won? there to You're see her, her wrestle. Miranda did. Miranda had the won, pleasure. But I I had the pleasure of not only
5: meeting me, but
3: seeing me wrestle. Yes, Uh. that's right, and I I tell you guys, you know how Granny feels about the heels, you know, and everything, and I discussed this with with Stacy here, you know, before the show, and I talked to her after the show, you know, and everything, you know, even though I do not like the heels, and I I gave her some pretty good grief, guys, Uh. I, I gave her some pretty good grief during the show, during her match, but I tell you, She is a very talented wrestler. I have to give her that. I mean, that was an excellent match between her and Miranda. I mean, one of the better women matches that I think I've ever seen at an independent show. So, kudos to you, Casey, because, you know, it was a very, very good match. I mean, I really thoroughly enjoyed the match between you and Miranda. So, uh, but I guess one of my, you're welcome. One of my, one of my questions is um, what has been one of your most challenging and toughest matches you've ever had in your career?
5: And you can't say your match against granny because that's too easy.
4: Oh, (laughs)
5: Uh, no, there is no match against Granny. Granny is, is a wonderful fan. <laughs> Granny's not a wrestler. <laughs> well, No, um, no, I'm not a wrestler. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I've had, I mean, I've been wrestling, as I said, for going on 15 years. I've probably started to forget some matches at this point, to be honest. But, um, you know, it, if I had to pinpoint one as far as toughness, not just in the opponent, but in the circumstances surrounding the match and so forth, um, You know, I would probably go back to uh, 2012 when I wrestled Tasha Simone for the NWA women's title. And, um, you know, Tasha was a very solid and a very formidable champion. Um, And I had a very tall task when I was stepping in the ring with her, especially with the title on the line. Um, You know, and she wasn't going to let that go easily. And I would say that for sure... Even if there has been a tougher one, or even if there are some that have been equal to it, that one's always going to stick out in my mind. Not just because of the, um, you know what was on the line, but the toughness of Tasha and just the significance that that night held overall. It was <coughs> just very challenging from start to finish. Awesome, amazing. So that's awesome.
4: Well, uh, uh,
2: Miss Carlisle is our guest here. We have twenty minutes here with. Uh, with Miss Carlisle. Uh big swing, what do you got for our guest? Uh Miss Carlisle. Well,
1: you know, wrestling is something that, you know, we all watch as kids. You 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 did it, I did it. Icon did it, even though they didn't really have T V back then. Granny did it. Um I mean they all they all did it. And um it's all something that at one point or another in our childhood we say, you know, that'd be so cool. I wanna do that. Um, But 99.9% of us don't actually do that. Um, And and I think it's an even smaller number um, from from our age demographic. Not so much nowadays, but from our age demographic, even smaller number of of females who did it. Uh, So sort of take us through your journey. What made you actually pull the trigger and become a wrestler? and, And sort of what was the defining moment for you that, you know, you you decided this is something I'm going to do as a career.
5: Um, The defining moment was about a week into when I started watching it because I was just hooked on it. It was very physical um, Mm -hmm. drama to me. And, you know, I was an eight-year-old girl who had never seen it before, and it made such an impression on me as far as drawing me in and engaging me and um, really giving me – something to follow and to look forward to as far as the next week. It was always, you know, there there were far more cliffhangers and far more um, drawn-out sagas happening back then where you really felt as though you couldn't miss a week because something may happen. It wasn't like today's wrestling is where there's, you know, something significant happening every show. Um, so I was very drawn into the aspect of having that feeling of I'm hooked on this and I can't miss it. And I knew when I was that young that I I needed to be part of it. I thought, this is it. I've never been hooked on something like this before. Um, you know, I don't see it ever ending. And it never has. That was, you know, 32 years ago. And it still is the love of my life. Um, so, you know, I, I got into wrestling. I attended an independent event that was near my home. And I started speaking to one of the wrestlers. I found out that there was a school that he was helping to train uh, upcoming wrestlers at. And he learned of my love for it. And, uh, you know, I was 17 at the time. And I said, if you know, if there's any way I can become a student there. And, uh, you know, I never officially became a student. My training was very unorthodox. I was never really an official student anywhere. But uh, his name was Shorty Smalls um, you know, he started training me on his own and taking me under his wing. And, um, you know, that, that was really how I got into it. I would go with him to events he was booked on. We would train in the ring beforehand. We would go to the school that he was helping and then other schools over the years in the area that, um, you know, he had contacts with and we would just train and train. And, I trained with guys, which is one of the reasons my style is what it is. There were no other females around at that time. Um, You know, so I was trained with guys, and I was trained by guys. So I'm a very hard-hitting wrestler for that reason, and I'm really proud of it. And I love the way that I came into the business and how I was trained.
1: And did you um, did you feel like starting it up, like, was this always something that, you were dead set, I'm going to do this, or was this something where you were like, you know what, I'll try my luck, see how it goes, but you didn't really have expectations?
5: I knew, from, I knew from the get-go that it was what I wanted to do, and I'm the type of person, you know, when it's 1988 and you're a little girl who is in love with professional wrestling and you tell everyone you're going to be a wrestler, it's it's a different reaction, you know, because... <clears throat> There weren't as many. That was when uh, WWF was starting to kind of phase out their women's division at the time. And so it was more of like the pat on the head, yeah, that's really cute, sure you are, type of attitude. But I knew that I wasn't going to stray from the business. I knew that pro wrestling was kind of my love, and I was going to find a way, come hell or high water, to be involved with it. So I never really doubted the fact that I would be involved with it. Um, you know, I mean, there were some times when I wasn't sure if it was actually going to pan out. Of course, I think everybody goes through that no matter what they're pursuing. But, um, you know, I, I never really allowed those thoughts or those doubts to take over my mind. I might have wallowed for a minute and thought, you know what? No, um, you know, this has been my thing since that moment. And I know that, and there's nothing else that has my attention, especially to this degree. So there was no way I was going to let it go. No matter how, quote-unquote, successful I ended up being, like you said, not everybody gets to actually uh, chase and live out their dreams. And I had the opportunity, so I wasn't naive to that, and I wasn't going to let it slip by.
1: Nice. Awesome. Icon.
2: our guest here? Uh, I can you yeah, want to go to Otto awesome quick, see if
1: he has a question for Casey?
2: Uh, yeah, one second. Casey Carlos, I guess, here. We got about 15 minutes here with Casey. Uh, let's bring Otto on and. Uh, yeah. What do see you got? If he's Otto? got a
1: question oh, from one Meshler to another here, so that'd be cool. Is he with us? He's on the line.
3: Maybe not.
1: Is he? You know what? I think he thinks he's. Um, being muted. So I don't know if he doesn't have the phone near him or what, but all right, I'll jump back all right. to him in a minute here and, and I'll get confirmation that he's here. And then I'll, I'll have him ask his question. Cause it, maybe he's uh, oh, okay. stepped away or something. be break or whatever.
2: All right. But, all right. Uh, well, Casey Carlow is our guest here. So uh, now we're going to kind of circle back to me and I'm going to ask you some of the, the tougher questions. and Then uh, I'll put this to you. Like I asked all independent wrestlers and no one has ever answered it the same. So I'll put this to you. Um, it's two part question. Now, let's say that there's a WWE official or an AEW official watching uh that's at a show that you're at and they are watching. and they come up to you and they say, You know what? You would be awesome with our organization and they uh you know, they offer you a big time contract, two part question. One, is that something you'd wanna do? And two, if you do get there because you got the drive to do it, would you not big time with us and still talk to us and still be our friend and let me talk to you and all that stuff. What do you think?
5: Um, well, to answer the first part of your question, yes, of course. I, You know, um, if anybody has a chance to reach a, reach a certain pinnacle in their profession and they turn it down, I kind of laugh at them. Um, you know, if the the door of opportunity is there to do something a little bit bigger and a little bit more grandiose than you're doing, unless somebody has some very personal reservations against it, I don't see why somebody wouldn't. Jump at the opportunity, you know, whether there's an opportunity uh, that would lead to a short term run, a long term run, whether it completely flopped, the opportunity is an opportunity. Um, so, the answer to the first part of your question is yes. The second part of your question is I never said that we were friends to begin with.
4: So, I don't know. <laughs>
5: I never called us friends. Oh, okay, I'd do your well, podcast I- again. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I appreciate that, so I guess uh you sending us autographs is not one of the questions, is that right?
5: Wow. Well they're for sale on my website.
2: There we go. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well uh, you know so guys appreciate- it, it
3: just real quick, you know, it was kinda of funny because when I was talking to Casey after the event that night and I was telling her about our podcast, she says, Oh yeah, that sounds awesome, you know, send me the information. <laughs> <laughs> they come to find out icon like, you had already invited her to be on our show,
2: <laughs> and uh now remember, we're not a podcast, we are an entertainment mecca. there's a big difference, well,
3: okay, I'm sorry, but I mean, you know, but when when I was talking to her about our show, you had already you know when I sent her the information, then she says, "Oh, yeah, he invited me to be so it's kind of funny what? that you you're know, not a
5: I'm sorry, you're not a podcast, you are what." An entertainment mecca. An entertainment mecca. So what else do you do that makes you a mecca? Uh,
2: Well, with all the (laughs) different guests. that I'm not
1: even touching this one, Icon. You said it, not me. I'm not
5: either. Yeah, this is all on you, I'm
3: dying
1: to know
5: what else you do that makes you a mecca.
2: Well, with all the guests that we get uh, that are not just wrestlers, um, it uh, makes us more than a podcast you know, and uh, we're out of the far reaches, like, it's just unbelievable how over we're getting uh, on what we're doing. It's great. Okay. That works. So, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm going to ask you some tougher questions <laughs> now uh, since you, uh, since we can't get Phoebe autographs, uh, which is kind of sad to me, but anyway. Uh, so, my next question is, uh, you know, uh, every great uh, wrestler, uh, including yourself has a a, a a finishing maneuver. So I want to know what your finishing maneuver is. What's it called? What's involved? And then we'll see if one of us would uh, be willing to let you practice it on us.
5: Well, none of you guys are wrestlers, so that's out of the question. That's the thing. What? what? Are, the liability I, icon I put you in The liability. You you would end yeah. up in the hospital if I practiced on you. That that's just out of the question. My finisher is a double underhook DDT. It's called the case closed. And Ooh, what it involves is double underhooking my opponent and smashing their face into the mat.
1: So like a pedigree, basically.
5: No, no, it's not a pedigree. No. I don't um I don't deliver it the same way. It's it's a okay. double underhook DDT. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm the, gonna go it. The Google pedigree, that. the person like. giving it put. The, the pedigree involves the, the giver going down on their knees along with the person. And I don't, I go all the way to my hips in order to maximize the amount of impact that my opponent has against the mat.
1: Oh, okay. All right, let let well, me, let that me that look this so up real quick here. Awesome. Double under her. It's, oh. less, it's
5: less of a spike than okay, a Okay. I
1: see it. Yep. Uh, I've seen Mick, Mick Foley do it a couple times. Okay. Cool. Cool. So nice.
2: Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, I've seen those. When, uh, with your with your wrestling schedule, how often uh, are you are you out there wrestling? Once a week, every other week, twice a month, a couple times a month, a uh, couple times every quarter. How often do you uh, put yourself out there?
5: <clears throat> no, I, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm in the ring two to three times a week. Sometimes one, sometimes two, sometimes three. If I'm not in the ring at least every week, then it's because a booking fell through. Or I may have a family event that's conflicting. Um, but for the most part, I'm in the ring at least once, sometimes three times every week. I don't do the quarterly once-a-month crap, no. I'm I'm a professional wrestler. It's, this is what I live for.
2: Uh, Casey Carlisle is our guest here. We've got about nine minutes left here with Casey. So with that being said, then, when is uh, your next match? Where is it? Who is it against? And uh, if, our, if our fans want to come see you, uh, do you know about ticket information that you can tell us? Uh,
5: my next match is on Friday, February 28th. It's at Glen Burnie, Maryland, at a venue called Michael's Eighth Avenue. Um, I am the uh, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling's women's champion. I'm actually the longest reigning champion in the company's history, male or female. And my title is on the line that night against a woman by the name of Adina Steele. It's going to be our first ever matchup. Um, As I said, it's a title defense and I can pretty much guarantee you that it's going to be like every other title defense I've had there for the past going on five years where my title belt will be back in my bag, coming home with me at the end of the night. Um, Glen Burnie, Maryland tickets are available. You can contact them through Facebook at Adrenaline Wrestling, uh, I'm sorry, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling, or um, on their website, which I believe is AdrenalineWrestling.com.
2: Uh, Casey Carlos is a guest here. we got seven minutes here left with Casey. So if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing and uh, uh, all that other good stuff, you got a Facebook, you got a YouTube, you got an Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got?
4: GoFundMe. Um, uh-huh. I
5: don't do Twitch, and I have no idea why I would have a GoFundMe. But everything else, yes. Um, I am on I have my website, which is caseycarlisle.com. I'm on Facebook, I have both a profile page and a fan page. They are facebook.com slash casey Uh the fan page is facebook.com dot slash Casey fan page. I am on YouTube under Casey Carlisle. I'm on Twitter at Casey Carlisle. I'm on Instagram at Casey Carlisle. Basically the easiest thing to tell people is if you spell my name correctly and Google me, you're gonna find me.
2: Spell it for us.
5: K a c e e space c a r l i s l e.
2: There you go. Don't put a space in your name. Put a space in the website. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Casey Carlisle is our guest here. We got about uh, six minutes here left with Casey. So, um, you know, you mentioned you're you're out there wrestling. You know, two three uh, times a week, which is awesome. Uh. You know that's uh that's a pretty hefty schedule. Now, when you're when you're booking, uh, and you get booked, you know two uh, three times a week. Are you at the same location for those three days, or do you like go here and then go like a hundred miles over here, go back twenty five miles the other <clears throat> way? What kind of travel schedule is that like, or isn't there any?
5: Um, It's been both. It all depends. It's all completely dependent on who I'm booked for and where they're located and the circumstances. Um, You know, there have been times when I've driven, I I wrestled in Tennessee one night and then had to be in North Carolina, you know, at 7 a.m. So I didn't sleep that night. I just drove overnight so I could be in North Carolina for my appearance on time. Um, You know, I've, I've wrestled in... Maryland, and then had to drive overnight to Georgia to wrestle in Georgia the following night. Um, But in, for example, in April, I'm going to be wrestling, I have two shows in Maine, two days in a row. So I'll be up in Maine for two days wrestling on two different events up there. So it all depends on, you know, who I'm, who I'm booked for and where they're located and whether or not it's feasible for me to get from location A to location B. But if it is feasible, then I do everything I can to make it happen. As long as I'm in that ring, I'll do everything I can to make it happen.
2: Well, what is the longest distance you've had to travel between events, uh whether it be miles or time? Um
5: between two different events, probably either when I wrestled in Maryland and then Georgia the following day or um there was a day that I wrestled in North Carolina, I'm sorry, wrestled in New Jersey and had to travel to North Carolina. Um, there was another time it was New York one day, North Carolina another day. So, you know, it, it adds up. It's usually, I think the longest was probably the Maryland, Georgia shot. That was about 11 hours distance between the two.
2: So it's it's safe to say that if uh, you book Casey Carlisle, she is going to do whatever she has to do to get there.
4: Oh, of
5: course. So I, yeah, there's no reason I wouldn't. The only thing that keeps me, I, I don't know sure, and I don't cancel
4: bookings.
5: You know, if, if I take the booking, that's because I have deemed it to be feasible to get from booking A to booking B without compromising my commitment to the promoter to be there. So unless an act of God happens, unless, you know, something major happens that prevents me from being there, I'm going to be there. I might be tired, but I'm going to be there.
2: And uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there. We got Casey Carl out here. We got about three minutes left here with Casey. Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there. You know, you mentioned that we weren't friends, and I, I find that sad, unfortunately. But if uh, the icon, wherever you uh, uh, come to a town uh, that you're at, that uh, you think you might be able to get them a ticket or uh, a backstage pass to come hang with you, I no. No,
5: I'm just, it depends. First of all, I have the thing with people that refer to themselves in the third person. So that right there might need to be tweaked a little bit, Mr. Icon. Um, backstage passes, no. Backstage is for wrestlers. It's not for anybody else. Um, tickets, it depends on the promoter.
2: All right. Well, so noted. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh how this thing went three hundred and sixty degrees on me, but it it kinda did. We got Casey Carlisle here. We got, <laughs> <about, laughs> got about a hundred. We got about hundred and twenty seconds here left with Casey. You're talking so, to a heel, uh,
5: Icon. You're talking to a <laughs> heel. Do you know who you booked for your, your podcast It's not a podcast?
1: I love it. Uh, it's I tried
5: it's Casey Crazy Casey, Casey Graney
3: tried to warn him about you (laughs) i tried to warn him and he i guess he just didn't hear what i was saying he didn't believe you granny he he he, he did not he did not believe me i said icon i said i met this woman personally i know what she's like i saw her before (laughs) the show at the meet and greet i saw her in the ring yes i know she is the biggest heel that i've ever seen and I guess he just <laughs> didn't believe me, Casey. He didn't
5: believe He's I He's indirectly calling you a liar, Granny. He's indirectly calling well, you a liar. You know,
3: well, that's okay. I mean, you know, Granny does what <laughs> I have
5: to do best.
3: And, you know, and, and you know, and guys, you know, Casey saw Granny in action, too. So, you know, Granny, she saw what Granny can do, too. So, you know.
5: Uh, I saw the t-shirt in all its glory, live and in and person. And that...
3: That that made it really fun that night, so well, I'm glad it was is, a fun night is awesome. for you. I'll tell
2: you what, Casey, I do uh, I do appreciate you joining us tonight. You've been uh you've been awesome. And uh we uh would like to have you on again, possibly. And uh you Hold on before man, before so. we leave,
1: let me see if Otto is still Otto, are you still here? Yeah, bruh. Okay. Well uh, let's well, to. Well, wrestler to wrestler, do you have anything to ask Casey before we cut her loose? Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. I thought okay. out uh,
2: our, our our next guest, when they call in, we need to go to him. So, we got to do Yeah,
1: that. I will. I got you. So, just real quick. One yeah. five
2: number, I believe. Coming
1: All from right. a heel
6: to another heel, I got to say, I really like the way she conducted herself in this interview. She didn't basically crack under pressure with the Icon's questions She's a real badass. I got to say, this chick sounds fucking tough. That,
5: well, that, you what, thank does. you for wanna, being observant and wise. That's exactly how well, you I'll describe
2: it. If you want to hang on, we got a, we got another guest that you know at the end here. So if you want to hang on, uh, you, yep, you yep. know who our third guest is.
1: So Well, they're, the, they're on now. They're, they're, the 915 is on now, I can
2: all right, I will go ahead and introduce and put him on. Put him on hold. We'll put him right, on hold. All right, Casey,
1: it, it was great to talk to you. And uh Thanks, we'll Casey, for
2: coming on our show. Thank you guys. Enjoy the
5: rest of your night. All
1: right, bye-bye. Um, I'm going to put Otto, Otto uh, again. Feel free to listen in. I'll go to you if you have any questions as well. Icon, I'm going to put them on and bada bing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out
2: of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring with us right now the greatest general manager in the history of the wwe and also a gal i always wanted to go out on a date with ladies and gentlemen i give you vicky guerrero excuse me i said
7: excuse me hey everyone this is vicky guerrero you're listening to the attitude era live with the host the icon the big swing and Granny Hookster. <laughs> hey guys.
4: Hey, hey Vicky. How, are
7: how are you? I'm great. How's everybody doing?
2: Good. You know, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Vicky, how much I love you, and I'm glad that you're here right now.
7: Rar, you're making my Kruger come out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping.
2: Here here's what we're gonna do. Uh we have uh Vicky Guerrero as our guest here. We got forty five minutes here with Vicky. Uh and we're going to uh we're 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 gonna go around, we're gonna give everybody ample time and uh if <clears throat> we have to go over into our next guest, uh we'll just run it over and everybody'll have to download the thing. So uh everybody knows who Vicki Guerrero is. Everybody knows that she's the greatest general manager ever. Uh but my, mm. first question
4: is, mm. my first question Okay.
2: Is, uh you know when you uh when you got into the uh the role Of the WWE um how did that come about? Uh did you call them or did they call you and say hey, you know, we're you know, we'd like to have you? How did that come about? Well, um well, you know, I worked with Eddie before
7: he passed uh, for SummerSlam during the uh, Ray Mysterio uh, Child Custody Match and so I did some backstage vignettes and some stuff with Eddie and WWE realized that you know that I could memorize and I wasn't scared of the crowd and actually my daughters were with me so we handled ourselves pretty well um, and they liked our work and then after Eddie passed away in 2005 uh, WWE called me that following year around July and asked if I'd be interested in coming back on the show and to honor Eddie's name, you know, work with Chris Benoit and Ray and, um, you know, Jericho and, uh, just everyone on the roster. And, um, I said, sure, but only for two months because I was raising my girls and two months ended up being over 10 years.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I got a quick story for you and I probably shouldn't share this, but I'm going to, you know, you mentioned Eddie, uh, Guerrero, uh, he, of course, uh, probably one of the greatest frogs, uh, Frog splash, uh givers in the history of the ring.
1: Uh, yes. But
2: when he passed away, it was in Minneapolis, and I, w- uh, I was living in Minneapolis at the time, and I went down to the hotel when I heard about it, and I talked to all the guys, and I wanted to pay my respects to Eddie when I was down in the cities when that happened.
7: Oh, well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, it was a... Uh... Very unexpected and um, just a, a sad time for the family and, and all the fans out
2: there. And uh, we have Vicky Guerrero here with us. Uh, you know, I don't know if I can – you know, you mentioned the term cougar, so I'm going to use that. Uh, we got the greatest cougar in the history of the WWE. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of curious, and then uh, I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll kind of go around the room, then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the, the harder question. But, uh, you know, everybody uh, – I'm getting tweets right now. Everybody's wondering where the whole excuse me came from. Is that because uh, you know when uh, maybe Eddie didn't do the dishes or the kids didn't do the dishes? They <laughs> said they didn't want to. How did that? How did that come about?
7: No, uh, it didn't come from home at all. Uh, excuse me, came about when I was uh, I was getting ready to do a live TV show, and I usually get about four to five promos during the show, and. Um, they kept changing my first promo about four or five times, and uh, Teddy Long was gonna push me on the wheelchair to go into the stage. And my promo changed, and it just got it went from two promos to five promos, and then we went live. And uh, Teddy Long tells me, he "Goes, you're gonna you're gonna screw this up, aren't you, playa?" And I'm like, "I think tonight's the night is gonna happen." <laughs> And um, I forgot my promo, and I went blank, and I just yelled back, excuse me, because the fans are being so horrible and throwing me fingers, and they were yelling oh at me to go home, and they told me to, to uh, oh my. you know to get out of the wheelchair and just walk off the stage because I wasn't worth it. And so I just started yelling, excuse me. And they yelled back at me and it was just a huge reaction. And, um, it was a great response. And so the writers wanted to use it the following week and it just became, it was my stick after that. <laughs> hmm.
2: okay, so when you were, when you went backstage this man like, God damn, that's good stuff.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, I was professional enough to, you know, kind of remember the bullet points of the promo. So I kind of summed it up. My promo was probably about two pages. I ended up summarizing that promo within like three sentences. And I went backstage and they knew I had, I had messed up. But uh, I, I had a pass. I think everyone gets a pass. And after that, I never forgot a promo after that. <laughs>
2: Uh, the lovely Vicky Guerrero is our guest here. We've got 41 minutes here with Vicky. We're going to go around the room. Uh, Granny Holkster, what do you have for our guest? The lovely, the cougar, Vicky Guerrero.
3: Well, it, it is a true honor to get to talk to you, Vicky. I, I'm I'm not a wrestler. I mean, I've had this gimmick name for like 25 years because I am like a huge wrestling fan. wrestling fan. I, I like love.
7: Cool. Oh well, <laughs> you know,
3: one of my former coworkers gave me this name. I said, "Why would you call me Granny Holster?" He said, "Because you love wrestling." And my original shirt says, "What you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you?" And I tell you, I would have, I mean, if I'd ever gotten to see you at a WWE event, because I don't like the heels, but I can talk pretty good. I I could talk pretty good smack. I could talk some pretty good smack, you know, and a lot of my wrestling family who I'm not related to, that's why they love having me at these shows, at these independent shows that I go to because I help get the crowd going. And, but I was a fan of Eddie's back in the day. You know, my husband, the man that I'm married to, he got to meet Eddie Guerrero at a wrestling show here in Arkansas like several years ago, and he was just saying how nice Eddie was, you know, and everything and how nice he was. I mean, I've met Chavo Guerrero Jr., you know, we've we've Uh met Chavo several different times, and but I, I always love watching you on WWE, especially, you know, when the fans were just giving you grief and just, you're like, excuse me. And it makes me <laughs> think of a funny story. Before the Granny Hulkster name ever came into play, I was at an independent show. I live in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was wrestling against Matt Riviera, he comes down and mm-hmm. Matt's pointing to his cheek and all the women, you know, kiss him on his cheek. And he goes, woo. And, the guy he's wrestling with, he's, uh his name was Sean Schultz and he says, Matt Riviera, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Hugging and kissing on those obese women and just <laughs> out of the out of my mouth, I, I'm standing there by the by the barrier thing and I'm like, Excuse me, I'm not obese. that's something that I'm not your little troll of a manager. His mom addresses him funny
7: <laughs> <laughs> You know that's funny um thank you for your sweet words about eddie but you know it it was the older women the elderly women that gave me the worst time you know around the ring because i used to walk around the ring a lot and they they mm-hmm. were just vicious women i mean <laughs> and but it was all in fun you know and I, I guess they had the younger guys and they really wanted to be me that's why they didn't like me but you know tough luck <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I, but I mean, I really
3: did enjoy watching you all those years that you were on WWE. I really did. I mean, Thank like you. I said, I, 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 I try to make it, I try to make it fun for the other fans, you know, and I mean, I've had wrestlers threaten to throw me in the ring. I've been handcuffed to a manager <laughs> <on> sometimes <laughs> at, wrest- at an independent <laughs> show, you know, so I mean, but I, I I'm not I'm not vicious. I'm very I, I have a very kind heart and I love my wrestling and I love my wrestling family. But it's just a true true... and my son, he's been a wrestling fan for years. My husband, we all love to watch wrestling. I mean, we just we, we love to watch it and it's just a true, true honor to be able to get to talk to someone like you that's been part of, that was part of the WWE for all the years that that you were a part
2: of that.
7: I
4: well, mean, thank I just... You. Yeah,
7: thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah, without uh, you, know. Vic, you know, the fans... Vicki Graham our guest so. here. we got about uh, 37 minutes here with Vicky. Uh Well, I'll tell you what, Vicky, i got a real treat for you because the next guy we're going to bring on, uh, the big swing... Um, he oh, has, boy. Uh, his his Wait, favorite wrestler it. is a guy... I got... Uh, that he, what? Hold
1: I... Yeah, you're stealing my thunder here. I was gonna tell
2: her. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just wait. Let, just
3: wait. Let, let big swing. Let big swing tell his. Don't take All his right. thunder well, well, from me,
2: my I, I know, uh, Vicky. I want to introduce you to the big swing. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, he wants to ask you about maybe someone that you had a love interest with. Big swing, what do you have for our guest? Vicky, we Hi, have big minute. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, well, it's not. It's
1: not. It's not Eddie because I know that that was a real life love interest. Um, it's more the fact of they, they give me a lot of flack here, uh, a, lot of, a lot of grief, a lot of, a lot of crap uh, about my all-time favorite, um, and, and that is a man known as Adam Copeland or Edge. And <laughs> I these, know him quite well. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I, I'm aware. And, um, you know, now Edge, you know, for the benefit of flash photography and Edge and Christian in the 90s and all that and, and early 2000s, okay, cool, yeah, Edge was just there but the rated R superstar edge uh, was, was, you know, my, my guy growing up. He was, Oh my God. And so I'm actually up here in Albany, New York. That's where the the podcast is headed out of. And you know, a lot of great things that happened in Albany, New York, edge actually got his name from a radio station here in Albany, New York. So when I saw him cash in money in the bank for the first time ever here in Albany, I, I, I was there in person when it happened. Uh, it just kind of, clicked for me. So, you know, I was used to Lita and I was used to the whole thing. And then when, when, when the thing happened with you, all of a sudden you came into the picture and the general, the general manager thing, and then the, the love interest and the whole, you know, edge using you to gain power in matches, to get out of things <laughs> and to get matches he wanted and this and that. And I thought it was genius, you know, and um, it just, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, you, you were a great heel, and the reason you were a great heel is because I hated you. And well, and you. <laughs> and that is that is what you needed to do. I now of course I hated you mostly because you weren't leader and that's what I was used to seeing with Edge, but um also the fact of I just was like every time you spoke I was like oh my god, I have to put the television on
4: mute. <laughs> I mean a- a- every
1: time you every time you, you were anything with edge, I was just like, Oh, this word that I can't say on the radio, like, why is she <laughs> here? And, and that's what, that's what made it work so well. Cause you know, edge, his character was a jerk as well, you know? So that's why it, uh-huh. it, 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 worked out the way that it did. Um, but yeah, so edge, it was, was one of my favorites growing up the ultimate opportunist and, uh, and honestly, uh, your relationship with him through the La Familia days in the 07-09 um, was, was arguably probably the best era for him uh, when it came to just just the, the, the drama and the TV show and, and the entertainment value uh, from the proposal to the, you know, when you when you guys broke up to you trying to, you know, torture him with different things and uh, the whole stick yeah. of the Undertaker yeah. on him and all that, so I just, it, this was a surprise, obviously, I didn't know you were coming on tonight, I was not informed of that, um, but the, the fact that you was, were, very
4: important there, huh, big swing? Yeah, I, no, well,
1: no, I, I mean, it's my show, and they didn't even tell me, so, so, no, but, but it's, it's, it's more, it's more the fact of, um, of, I, you know, I, I am actually a little bit, Star shark a little bit I'm honest for words because somebody who you know was so involved with the edge storyline um, it, it's, it's basically like vicariously talking to edge but uh, one thing I gotta I gotta ask you when you took that spear when edge and I'm gonna put this in air quotes accidentally speared you um, <laughs> was that was that something because you didn't take a lot of bumps in the ring I mean I know you took you know the, the the tombstone from the Undertaker. I know you took you know that spear and things, but for the most part, you did a lot of your behind the scenes stuff and a lot of microphone work and and, and stuff like that. You didn't yeah. you weren't an actual like wrestler wrestler. Um, right. Did you you felt that spear though? I can imagine because even I watched it on TV. It was like oh man. So, yeah. What was it like you know. getting into the ring and getting physical when you're not used to it?
7: Um, you know, I had a lot of great guys that helped me because I, I wasn't a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, when they wanted me to do things like the West Coast pop, when Chris, uh, when Ray did the West Coast pop off the top rope during Valentine's mm-hmm. segment, when, um, you know, Edge proposed to me. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. There was so many guys like Chavo Jr. and Dean Malenko, just always wanting to help me and show me how to land and showing me what to do. And Edge was such a big part of the ideas for to be to have me be used in these matches. And I just I'm so grateful and I cherish our friendship because he really taught me so much. So to be a part mm. of all that was really an honor. And, yes, the spear, I woke up very sore the next morning.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. I can, I can only imagine.
7: Yeah, and, it was great. And I was also, honored. I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, and also working so closely because, you know, one of the biggest storylines through the 07-09 time period was uh, Edge and his, you know, holding on to his world title. But one of his biggest yeah. rivals was The Undertaker. Uh, I know Mark Calloway was like a locker room leader, and everybody loved him, um, and, and he was he was kind of the guy in the back, but he Let's was back to the Dead Man, man yeah. character after yeah. that. Was working with him so closely as intimidating as it looked on TV? When, when he was uh, it in was character?
7: Like, <laughs> um, it, it was worse in the ring. I mean, backstage... I love this man to death, and him and his yeah. wife Michelle Nicole. I mean, they're just they're my family. So to, mm. um, but you know, to work with him in the ring was just at first it was an honor, and you know for to have be the only female that got tombstone by him, I will always go down in history as that, and I'll be very honored to be remembered by that. <laughs> mm. But he was yes, he, he yes. Was a gentle giant and I mean what an icon to be able to work with him so I've had many highlights in my career that I was very blessed to work with some incredible talent inside the ring
1: and, and and you know another big guy too I mean you're five foot four and you you aligned yourself a little bit with the Big Show as well which is which which was kind of funny to see and and Big yeah. Show is, is is a big big man so. I mean, yeah, you just you, – you you came off the Eric Bischoff days, and, and you became the, the general manager, uh, and you were the SmackDown general manager. And I'll tell you, uh, Vicky, I, I will tell you this, and it's not just because you're on our show. It's not just because you were sucking up. There was two reasons I even watched SmackDown, uh, because I was a kid growing up who was a, was interested in radio, interested in broadcasting, and I was a kid who loved JR and would watch anything JR was on, which was exclusively yeah. Raw. The only reason I didn't even watch SmackDown for the majority of the SmackDowns and I'm just now catching up on them. The reason I watched SmackDown was two reasons. One edge, uh, who, who spent a majority of his career on SmackDown. Uh, and two was you and your storyline with edge and the undertaker. and seeing what was going on with that. So, um, you know, very, very familiar with that. And, and I think, honestly, uh, I honestly think that, um, you know, as much as I hated you, <laughs> I think it. I, I think it's what it made made good TV. So I appreciate oh, thank that. Thank
7: you. I know. you know that I know that you know that you always love me, but you have to admit it because I'm on your phone line right now.
1: <laughs> well, well, no, no, I, I did. Lie. I don't mean hate you like that regard. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. It's like okay. I, I hated. I hated watching you, but looking back at it now, I'm like, oh my god, that was awesome. You know, but well, at the time, you. I'm like, ah. You know, same thing was, same thing with Triple H growing up in in 99 and 2000. I was like, this guy is a dick. And now looking back at him now being like, oh, you know what? He actually was a really, really good heel, you know? So it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No,
7: thank you. I mean, you know, without the fans we couldn't do this and it took all the support from y'all to watch and keep the show on the air. You know, and it was just a great time. I mean, every day at the office was a fun day for me and I never knew what to, what was gonna happen and they treated me well and that's my that's my second family there.
1: Nice.
2: Uh Vicky Girl is our guest here. We've got twenty eight minutes here with Vicky. So uh first off, Vicky, I do want to apologize because uh uh saying uh to our guests that uh, they, they hate you is not what we do here. Well, she knows what um, I mean.
1: Being, being, being <laughs> part of wrestling, she knows what I mean. Like, I as guess. a kid, no. there are certain wrestlers yeah. that you hate. Like, Granny hates Baron Corbin. She doesn't hate Baron Corbin. She hates the character of Baron Corbin. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure he's a really yeah. nice guy. She just doesn't like his on-air personality. Same thing. It's Vicky's so nice. a great lady. Yeah. I didn't like her on-air personality. It's the same thing. <laughs>
4: Yeah.
3: Well, well you, you,
7: know,
4: time,
3: <laughs> you know, one time, you know, one time, Vicky, um, last year, my husband and I got to meet Tony Atlas and Ron Simmons at an autograph signing Ooh. over in Oklahoma. And Ron Simmons, you know, he loved my shirt and everything. He says, you know, Granny, and I still take this, what he told me, very humbling. He says, you are that true fan that we so much love back in the day, that we just don't see anymore. I mean, um, I have been a wrestling fan for years. I mean, oh, hardly Race. I mean, I. Greta, I you know, forgot no one I, part of that
1: quote. I, you forgot one part of that quote. You 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 don't remember when that? he when he ended it with, damn. I remember that.
3: Yeah well, <laughs> yeah. well, he didn't say damn. You know. But but oh, I didn't. mean, I've oh, had okay. dinner with I, I've had dinner with people like Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Tommy Dreamer. I mean, you know, but. And I know the Rock and Roll Express, personally, and beautiful Mm -hmm. Bobby Eaton, and I mean, the name goes on, but when he gave me that compliment about being that true fan, because I do, I love to watch wrestling. I mean, I've been, you know, it's sad to say I've only been to one WWE event in my whole entire life as a wrestling fan, and I hope to come back to another one someday, but... I love the independent shows because I've gotten to meet so many big names. Trevor Murdoch, you know, I'm friends with yeah. him, you know, but talk about do, it. You know, like this, that I, I I just love the fact that you're on our, our show tonight. And I am as a as a wrestling fan, as a true wrestling fan, getting to talk to you personally. I mean, that is just a true honor for me as as a as a wrestling fan that I am.
7: Oh, well, thank well, you. you know, I
2: appreciate that, Ricky. I'm kinda of curious, you know because we are all big fans of yours and uh uh we'll see if Otto has a, a question for you. We'll bring yeah, Otto on in. yeah uh, do you think you might be willing to uh send us some autographs for for all of us maybe possibly
7: um uh, yeah, I can uh just well, we can text the address and everything yeah, when we yeah my email,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, now, uh, before we get to Otto's question, I, you know, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, back when, uh, you know, Eddie and uh, Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko, when they decided to jump ship, as they say, from, you know, WCW to the WWE, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm sure you remember that. Um, yeah. How how, uh, how did that all come about? Did, they, did Eddie call you and say, hey shoot on Monday Night Raw, or how did that come about? Can you tell us a little, or are you not allowed um, to talk
7: about that? I'll, I'll just give you the basic. Um, the guys were real unhappy for the last few months before they jumped, and, um, you know, they were known as the Radicals when they did jump ship to WWE. Uh, I didn't talk to Eddie for that whole day that they were um, at TV, so I didn't know how it was going to happen or anything, but the guys were uh, were in mutual agreement that they, this is what they wanted to do, and they were really unhappy with WCW. And so I was really happy, you know, that they had the courage to jump ship, and Vince treated them really well, and they were all on board. So it was a, it was a great move on all their parts.
2: You know, and the, one other thing uh, that I thought would have been cool in the storyline, you, know, you know, the rumor and innuendo back in the day was uh, how Eric Bishop uh, threw coffee on Eddie Guerrero. Uh, you know, and uh, Eddie cut that great promo. Uh, and let me tell you something, Eric Bishop. I want out of my contract. And look at this. I'm going to spill coffee on myself. Now, did they ever talk to you about maybe you getting to spill, put coffee on Eric Bishop?
7: No. they We never discussed that.
2: No. Nope. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh Vicky have got uh twenty three minutes here. Uh I, I can't believe I'm doing this. He doesn't deserve it. But uh we'll let Otto Von Clutch Uh he's a great independent wrestler, he's a great surfer. Uh he's got some questions for you, so uh go ahead. What do you got?
1: Okay, what's that supposed okay. to mean? All right. Get it get on.
2: Vicky, how are you
6: doing? Uh I not met good. you. Great. Thank you for you know, thank you first off, thank you so much. For coming on the air tonight to take time out of your life to give back to the wrestling fans. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah,
7: I just finished recording off my podcast, so I, I, it worked out perfect to be on air with you guys.
6: Hey, timing is everything in this business, Nikki, yes. as you know. And <laughs> yes. I just want to say thank you so much for being on. I met you actually at Long Beach Comic Con. I'm part of Rakishi's wrestling school, Knox Pro Academy. I'm one what of his students. Cool. I, I met you uh, over there. We were doing the cage matches. and yes. Uh, yes. I, I actually have a quick question for you, actually. Um, for all the women listeners out there, what, what advice would you give to any woman wrestler or uh, manager, per se? W- what advice would you give to any manager that doesn't necessarily have a family background? I mean, you married into a, a, a very famous wrestling family, and I mean that is, there's a beautiful thing. What, what advice would you give to someone that hasn't had uh, any wrestling family background? What, what advice would you give to someone that's just trying to make it in this business as a manager? Uh, what, what, what would you, what would you tell them, Vicky?
7: Well, you know, I mean, as speaking from experience, I, I married into the Guerrero family, uh, but that wasn't who I was. And I think that talent can be seeked within someone. Uh, you know, based on their, um, their training, you know, if you get someone who can train you how to do a good promo and a good school, they can give you that exposure, how to work in front of the camera. I think anyone is capable of, of, you know, applying themselves and, and, and playing the part. So I think that if a person believes in themselves and this is truly what they want to do and this makes them happy, um, then I think that there's, you know, there's something that, you know, they can be, uh, they can be attained from this, and I think that's important. As long as you're happy doing what you want to do, then anything is possible.
6: Absolutely. I mean, we're not. You can't be in this for the money. You have to be in this for the passion, correct? Right,
7: right. Because sometimes the money is not all
6: all the happiness there is. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, one more question for you, Vicky. Uh, thank you sure. once again for taking your time. Um, yeah. What would you um? What would you say, like, you know, what was something that, like, just unfortunately, you know, how Rakishi always says tomorrow is not promised. If for some yeah. reason something, you know, were to happen to you, what what would you want the wrestling fans to know? What was something that really stood out to you? Because, you know, when you're watching, um, when you, you know, I know as a performer there might be a performance that you really felt that you did a good job in. And, you know, we don't want to be a mark for ourselves, but is there anything that you really – Felt That was like, wow, I hope that the wrestling fans got to see that and really feel that it was something that I really was dedicated and I put my energy into. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of things you did, but I just was wondering what, what is something that you feel that was the best?
7: Gosh, you know, that's that's pretty interesting. That's I've never been asked that before.
6: But I'm sorry, I Vicky, think, I gotta just oh, put you on the awesome. spot like that.
7: No, that that's a great question because I think that what I wanna be known for is that I open I always open my heart every night to what they wanted me to do. And I think that from all the food fights, the mud fights, the the pig fights, you know, um, everything that I was doing backstage and in the ring, if I had said no and didn't have an open mind, I wouldn't be as successful as I am today. And I think that uh, what I want to be known for is that when I walked into that arena and I was ready to work, my heart was open too, and I gave my 100% every night for the fans.
6: Wow. And Vicky, real quick, how was it being part of the uh... – the Royal Rumble, you were part of the first ever Women's <laughs> Royal Rumble. I mean, that is a huge thing. That is nothing that's like, there's only, you know, it's a 30%, you have 30 women. So you can't, you know, I mean, that's a big opportunity for Vicky Guerrero to be any number in that. <laughs> yeah, How was I mean, that? Were I, you excited about that? I was thrilled. I knew three months before the Rumble,
7: so I had to keep quiet. And um, I just, oh, that's I the worst time. Yeah, I love the whole experience because that whole weekend, all the girls got to get together, and we we found out who was in the rumble, and it was like a reunion. And to they documented to,
1: that, correct?
7: Yes, uh huh. And to see old colleagues, and to see new friends, and to meet new uh, women that were in the wrestling, you know. Uh, roster. It was just a great experience and we kind of got to just, you know, support each other and um I was number 16. I'll never forget that. Yep. And I I really tried to win, but you know, I I ran really fast, which is great. And Vicky, I'm say. sorry.
6: The last thing I'm going to say, I promise this will be the last thing I have to say, but on okay. that note, this is so beautiful, Vicky, just cuz you're mentioning this. I actually got to see you uh, I've been teaming up with the Royal Hawaiian. She's one of the original Glow Girls that was trained by one of you know Eddie's uncles, I believe it was uh, Morando. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, I don't know his exact name, but one of the Guerrero's. And so we Pai got Mondo. to see, yes,
7: Mondo, yeah. Mondo.
6: I'm sorry, yes, mm-hmm. I apologize, I didn't know his correctly. No, Mondo, okay. yes. And so you were there with your daughter, and she was. You guys were doing a Wow thing at the uh, Los Angeles Comic Con. I was at a booth. And I got to see that you were with your daughter. To me, that is so special because I have two daughters of my own. I can't, I can't imagine what position you're in. And I just want to say that you're such a, a beautiful person because you were there with your daughter, and she was doing her uh, commentating. Not commentating, but she was doing ring the announcing. Ring announcing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. were just there, and you were <laughs> there, and it's such a special moment for wrestling fans. And it's something that's not documented, but it should be because it's so cool Aww. to see that you're there with, you know, Eddie's, you know, daughter, and it's your daughter, and it's just such a beautiful thing. I just think it's so awesome to support her like that. And, uh, you know, probably no one's probably once again told you that, but that's something that I just watched from the sidelines, and I was just like, wow, what a, what a great mom and someone that is such Aww. a powerful woman. You're such a strong woman in this business. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not a freaking wizard, but I know you'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. I could just feel it in my blood I just oh, know it. You're, you. you're someone that's, you know, you belong there because you definitely have revolutionized this business, and uh, I really appreciate you for coming on tonight, Vicki. That was yeah, a r- real you. honor to have you on, and I met you before, and you're you're a sweet woman, and, you know, thank everyone's you. lucky to have you, and we love your podcast.
7: Oh, I appreciate it. You know, I'm part of my kids. Yeah, you know, my kids, too. Do what they want, and you know my daughter. She's incredibly talented, and get to watch her, which is very rare. It was just, a, it was. A, I was thrilled, and I was like her number one fan. and I still am, so I'm very proud of her.
6: Yeah, uh, that's that's a beautiful thing.
7: Thank you, Otto. it nice see nice to nice talking to you me. again.
6: Yes, I uh, I know you don't remember because you meet so many people, and it doesn't matter if you're from a, a known wrestling school. There's so many people in this business that you meet. I'm a little uh, a, a little tiny pebble in the sand. So I appreciate but you I'll taking your time.
7: I'll never forget your face. I betcha if I saw your face, I'd recognize you. But thank oh, you for, for coming on the
2: show. <laughs> and uh, Otto, if you hang on, the Royal Hawaiian will be on uh, well in about 13 minutes. So if you hang on, uh, we'll oh. uh, we'll have you. Oh. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but we got Vicky Guerrero on. We got 14 minutes here left with Vicky, uh, and uh, now Vicky, I gotta I gotta ask you. And once again, I cannot thank you enough. For coming on our show, and uh, now you know Otto mentioned about the, the WWE Hall of Fame. Now you de- you definitely deserve de- deserve to be in there. My question to you is: Oh, thank you. Uh, when when you're when you get picked, uh, you know uh, I shouldn't say this because unfortunately you haven't given me your phone number. But uh, can I be your date for the Hall of Fame?
7: No. <laughs>
2: oh.
7: okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice try
2: That was awesome well, care, care, care That was me.
7: awesome Yeah <laughs> uh, hey, give me E for effort How's that I mean I'll give you an E <laughs> uh,
2: I, I appreciate that I I got a lot of E's when I was in elementary school It it didn't mean everything's okay I found that out So well um, you know, you're, you know, you're doing your podcast and I, I listen to it, uh, when I, uh, when I work overnight at my other job, you know, I, I Thank just you. love your podcast, but, uh, any plans on, uh, going, uh, going back, uh, in the, into the WWE, uh, in the mix, getting on camera, going behind the scenes, or are you just happy doing the podcast now? Well, um,
7: You know, I waited for WWE to call me for like two years. I asked them twice if I could go back and, you know, be a part of either the roster or in some fashion, and I never got a response. And I understand that the roster changes, and, you know, the characters change, and I'm the first one to to testify to that. And, um, you know, so I went to AEW, and I did some commentary work for them, and I fell in love with them. I mean, I've been watching their product since they started. And, um, you know, so... I haven't gotten any offers from anyone, but I'm also open, you know, to uh, you know, to working again because I love the ring. Uh, I on my podcast, I I interview NWA and AEW, and uh, you know, Impact wrestlers and uh, AAA from Mexico. So there's there's a lot of opportunities out there. But if if the good Lord wants me to stay on my podcast, and I'm and I'm writing my autobiography book right now, so I have a lot of projects
2: going on. So.
7: Um, We'll just see what the good Lord has in mind for me. But uh, right now, I'm pretty
2: busy. Well, you know, I'm going to kind of segue into that because, you know, I I am kind of familiar uh, that you are writing an autobiography. Uh, When uh, do you have a planned release date for that yet, or is that still in the developmental stages?
7: Well, we have um, my editor and my literary agent. We're headed to New York in about three weeks, and we're going to sell it to a publishing company. And we should have it out for release, we're hoping, by July. So it's pretty exciting. It's a long process, and it's a lot of work, but it's worth the wait. I mean, I put all my heart into telling the, the, the story about Life with Eddie. Uh, you know the good and the bad days, and then there 's life after Eddie passed away so i 'm really proud of this project and um, I hope the fans enjoy it as well
2: well here 's my question on that if if we haven 't uh, uh scared you way too much or upset you because they uh you know a couple of our co-hosts, they didn 't like you but uh, I love no. you be would you be guys would you be willing to come back on and talk about your book when it 's released? I would love to, of course. Awesome. And uh, yeah. you, you're not going to be like, uh, you're not going to be like, uh, uh, I, I can't mention her name, but uh, as soon as she gave me her phone number, she changed it because I called her. But uh, you're not going to do that on me, are you? Of course I will. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I still have your <laughs> email address. So. You have my email. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let, let's kind of let's kind of circle back. You know about your podcast, and I love listening to it. But for our fans that aren't familiar with it, uh, let us know about your podcast. When it's on, uh, where they can catch it. Uh, how often you do it. Uh, give us a little background on it.
7: Yeah, so my Excuse Me uh, podcast is releasing episodes every Thursday on a weekly basis. Uh, we've had a lot of great guests so far. I think we're on episode uh, 23 right now. It just started. It's a baby podcast, but I'm learning from all you guys as well. You know, when I listen to your podcasts and get and get the the, the gist of how you guys run things, I love the whole podcasting world. I think it's fascinating. I love it because I can work from home and research guests and be able to get to know them when I interview them. Uh, We we have guests uh, that range from the wrestling world to comedians to politicians to celebrities to activists. So I really wanted to make it a different podcast where it's not only wrestling, but uh, we focus on the family a lot because I think the family uh, deserves a lot of credit when we talk to a wrestler because it takes a village to support that superstar on the road.
2: You know, and it's kind of funny how you mention that because, you know, our podcast kind of follows that format. Uh, you know, we have, you know, we have independent wrestlers. We have uh, legends of the ring, such as Vicky Guerrero. And I'm not just saying that because you're on. <laughs> uh, you know, we have, uh, we have actors. We have actresses. We have writers. We have sports stars. Uh, you know, we've had Roger Maris, uh, Roger Maris, the son, on our show with us. Uh, you know, uh, and it, uh, you well, know. it would have to be the son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah,
2: Roger Murray Jr. Obviously, but you know what I love about your podcast is, you know, you 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 give so much insight uh, about the business, and it, it's just, you know, I mean, you know, Bruce Prichard has his podcast, and of course, Eric Bischoff has his. But mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm not just saying it because it's you. But what I like about yours is, uh, you know, you have guests, and you actually get down to the heat of, you know, you get down to the heat of the moment unlike the other podcasts I listen to.
7: I, I try. I mean, you know, I, I I try not to be too controversial, but I do have a lot of say in, in my experiences and I try and share that. And um, I think all my guests have fascinating stories and for them to you know, be able to share some stories and share things that have, how they feel about certain things. I think it's important to be heard. Um, but you know, like my, my project this past weekend, I went on the Chris Jericho cruise was I had the women of AEW and, um, I loved highlighting them because they're so, they're so talented. And I think the more that I, um, expose them and gives the fans a chance to get to know them and highlight them and know them on a personal basis. It just makes them that much more, you know, popular for the fans. And it just, I think it elevates their, their career. And I'm all about that.
2: So do you maintain a a lot of contact and a lot of uh, uh, people in the WWE and uh, the business still? Yeah. I mean,
7: I I have really good friends. I still talk to, Um, I think WWE, I mean, kind of got, you know, um, kind of got their feelings hurt when I went to AEW. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit around for years and years and wait for them to call me. I mean, I like to make a living. I, you know, everyone needs money to pay their bills. And, you know, when AEW gave me that great opportunity to commentate and get to go meet everyone backstage and to meet new friends and see old friends as well. I mean, it's all about working everyone deserves to work and have a good time in the ring and um you know they haven't talked to me and you know it's so it so so be it you know i mean i'm not gonna sit there and and uh ask for a hug so to speak you know i mean they know where i'm at i i didn't you know if they're mad because i went to another company well then you know they should have called me earlier they should have you know thought about me but you know, it's it's about moving on and you know making a, a name for myself. And if AEW or Impact or whoever wanted to call me, it's that's the name of the game. That's what we do. That's what this, the wrestlers do. Is we just want to work and have a good time in there.
2: And uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of curious with uh, you know, uh, your your podcast. How you got that started? Uh, did you just like did someone contact you say? Hey, you know, uh, you should do a podcast. And you're like, boy, you know, I'll tell you what, podcasts are kind of cool. <laughs> and, uh, I haven't yelled "excuse me" in a long time. Uh, how, how did that? Uh, how did that happen? Well, you know, uh, my co-host is Jerry
7: Strauss, and he he had interviewed me uh, for an interview, and uh, he approached me about the middle of last year and said, Hey, you know, I'd love to do a podcast with you. And uh, he took over the technical side of it. And he goes, I just need you to interview and, you know, be there to uh, be a part of the show. And I wasn't too sure about it, but when after two or three guests, I fell in love with it. And I told him I'm, I'm in, you know, I really want to do this and I'm enjoying it. And he is so um, he's, I appreciate him so much. He's so knowledgeable and educated by all the technology and the editing and uh, the hooking up of the guests and stuff. So uh, without him, this wouldn't be possible. Um,
2: well, you know, um, uh, he, you, you mentioned he gets the guests. Uh, you think maybe you can hook me up with him? Maybe he can hook me up?
7: Yeah. Well, he's on Twitter at the curtain call. Yeah, that's how that's how everyone can get a hold of him. He's on Twitter, and he's just he's publicizing and he works really hard so just direct message him he'll he'll answer you back uh, it,
2: it's under the uh, it's at the curtain call
7: yeah at the curtain call with Jerry Shaw
2: okay perfect. I will definitely uh I will definitely check that out and uh yeah awesome I will uh I'll definitely uh, hook up with him uh we got uh we got the lovely Vicky Guerrero here with us uh, uh unfortunately we only got uh, 3 minutes left here with Vicky but um if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and find out what you're doing and, uh, you know, say, hey, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got?
7: I have Instagram. It's at uh, Guerrero underscore Vicky. Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm at Vicky Guerrero. I have a website that's at uh, net. And of course, my podcast, which is the excuse me, podcast. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, and yeah, in Facebook, I'm at Vicki Guerrero. So there's a lot of ways you can get a hold of me and yell at me, scream at me. I don't care. I'll, I'll yell right back.
2: And uh, it usually it usually starts with an excuse me, right?
7: Always, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh,
2: well, I'll tell you what, uh, Vicky. Uh, you know, uh, I I don't want this to end. You know, but uh, unfortunately, you know, we only got two minutes, and I I know I kept you over your time. Uh it's okay. But I, I just cannot uh, I just cannot tell you how much we appreciate you coming on with us tonight, and uh, we love you and. You know, we, we I'll definitely get you back on again when your uh, book is coming out. By the way, what is it, the book is going to be called? It's going to be called Excuse me, the Vicky Carrero <laughs> story? Um, I don't, we're
7: we're throwing around some ideas right now, but um, you know, we'll we'll be coming out with that uh, probably within the next two months. But you guys, I appreciate y'all as well. Without without us doing this work, you know, we can't promote each other. So I pr- thank you so much for having me on the show.
2: Uh, Thanks just for coming for- on, Vicky.
7: Yeah, you're
2: welcome. Just promise me that you won't call the book. I'll never do a podcast with Icon again.
7: <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. I might just do that.
2: Oh, great. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: hey, thank you you, guys. you put it in their head, Icon. That was all you. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> I'll you what,
2: Vicki, I'll, uh, I'll stay in contact with you. As soon as, uh, as, soon as the book comes out, uh, we'll get you on, and uh, we'll uh, awesome. have you on for uh, a longer period of time. If uh, if you can handle us again, we definitely love to have <laughs> you on. And you are beautiful. You're lovely. Thank you. Uh, you're you're the reason why I love Cougars, and you know <laughs> you're, you're just you're just awesome. And I thank you. Thank very you much.
7: guys. Thank you. It was great talking to all of you.
2: Thanks, you buddy, Bye. Well. Right. bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Vicki Guerrero. Now, hey, tell me, tell me. How many podcasts can get Vicky Guerrero on their show? Not but not if you're if you can't pass a piss test in, in, in Winnipeg can you get a guest like that?
1: Oh. Shots fired without Ooh. shooting the name, huh? Ooh. Wow. Oh <laughs>
4: well,
3: that was a true anyway. that was a true uh, honor and a tr- a big surprise. That was that was awesome. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't me, sure you when you what- said when you said our guest was going to get us somebody. I wasn't quite sure who it was going to be, but uh, but yeah, pleasantly surprised there.
2: Uh, our, our next guest should be on. So if we're going to put we him do. on, let's do it. Then uh, all right, let's go. We again. have.
1: So we have Otto with us and then we have another six two six number, which I'm assuming is the one you mentioned earlier. So I go ahead and uh, yeah, and uh we are
2: we are gonna go we are gonna go over so uh fans be ready. Uh real quick here, I'll let everybody know who we got coming on next week so you know. Uh we got Baron Von Rasky, Bob Cook, and we have uh uh no, wait a second. I'm sorry. That's wrong.
6: Uh come on, Icon.
2: Uh, we, okay, we have uh it. I I'm I'm so I'm I'm so flustered 'cause I'm I I just got done talking to Mickey Guerrero. But uh we'll Okay, well tell us then after that. Um,
1: tell us at the end.
2: Okay. Uh we have uh we have the Savage King on with us. Uh we we do have Baron von Raske on with us, and we also have uh Bob Cook. Uh he's got many great stories, so I cannot wait to talk to him. So uh Bob Cook, Baron Von Raschke, and the Savage King himself. Uh, so, if you want to bring our next guest on, I'll introduce them. And uh, fans that are listening, we do uh, end at uh, eleven o'clock, so you have to download the rest of the podcast, the rest of the entertainment mecca after yeah. the show. So uh, that's that's, mid, that's midnight Eastern on,
1: time, midnight Eastern time, ten p.m. on the or nine p.m. Right 9. on the uh, West Coast. So, Fuck yeah. And,
2: uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to step in the ring with us right now. She is the reason why everything in the ring glows. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I give you the one and the only from the great island off the coast, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Royal
0: Hawaiian. Yeah. Aloha, this is the Royal Hawaiian. You're listening to the Attitude Era, live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and granny hulkster. Aloha, it's the Royal Hawaiian. How are you guys? How are you? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I'll
2: tell you what. We want to thank you for joining us. we got 45 minutes here with you. We are going to go 15 minutes over our time, if you can uh, put up with us Uh long. No problem. Uh, but yep, we, no have, problem. Uh, we have me the icon. I'm going to ask you a few questions and then we'll go to Granny and then we'll, we'll go to Big Swing and then uh, we have a surprise, that uh, an individual you might know. He goes by uh, uh, Baron Von Clutch. I'm sure you might know him. Uh, hey. So We'll let him ask Hello. We'll, uh, let, we'll uh, ask him a few questions too, but uh, if you want to give us a little bit of a background of, about yourself, then we're going to ask you some cool questions. So uh, tell us a little bit
0: about yourself. Okay, cool. Well, um, I am born and raised in California, I'm a native Californian, and um, I migrated to Hawaii because my dad's got family in Hawaii, and so I grew up in Hawaii, even though I was born and raised here, I spent every summer on Waikiki Beach learning how to surf and paddle canoes and... Eat no food and all that good stuff. So I've been back and forth. Um, I've lived in Hawaii about 25 years of my life. But while I was here, I was schooled here in California. I, went to, uh, I lived in Chavez Ravine. So I've been a Dodger fan my entire life. I, I walked to the Dodger games every, every day that they were playing. And then I migrated a little bit east and went to school in Alhambra. I went to high school in San Gabriel. I became a cheerleader. I played sports. I played basketball and softball. And I was in the theater department, and I've been dancing since I was about six years old, five, six years old. I started with flamenco dancing, went to hula, and uh, did modeling and acting and stage, theater. And then I got an audition, and my agent said they're looking for girls of all ethnicities. Um, If you have some kind of um, athletic ability, they want to see us down at the Hyatt Hotel in Hollywood on Sunset. And that's where I met Hollywood. We were there for an audition for a TV series. It was a pilot. We had no idea what it was about. And then the rest is history. I became one of the twelve Glow Girls in 1985, and it changed now, my life uh, forever.
2: Now, for those of uh, for those of uh, us, I mean, we've had we've had several of the Glow Girls on, and uh, I I've been. Uh, I, I've been trying to add you onto my list for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Now tell us, uh, t- uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, give us a little background about uh, um, uh, the 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 Glow Show. Uh, we have uh, the Royal Line. We got 32 minutes. Uh, give us a little background about
1: that show.
0: You're talking about our show, our original Glow Show. Yes, correct. Yes. So uh, after we got the audition, you know, we had to um, do the pilot. So they selected 12 of us, and we did the pilot in December of 1985, and then after we shot the pilot, we had to go to the NAPI conventions, and because it was syndicated, we had to sell it, and fortunately for us, it it went well, so uh, it was sold all over the country, international uh, markets as well, and then in uh, 1986 is when our first episode aired, and it was Just, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Um, David McLean was a 25-year-old kid wanting to bring women's wrestling into TV. And it was a great idea. And it got combined with a great director, Matt Simber. And we did wrestling matches every Saturday at the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas. And then uh, Matt added in skits and music videos and rapping and all kind of fun stuff, and so it was kind of like a little variety show, kind of like a hee-haw, if you will, and and the wrestling, and so I actually um, was chosen to play the Royal Hawaiian, which kind of just fell on my lap, because it was like second nature, I had all the Hawaiian background, um, and I was a dancer, and so the character itself was just so natural for me, I also played a second character, which I don't know if you guys know, but I played one of the mask characters of the Sarah and Mabel tag team, the Hillbillies. I was one of those girls, too. So most people don't know because they never really knew who it was. And I actually was the one that wore the green uh, leotard and black leggings, and I wore the white hood. So I played two characters, not just the Royal Hawaiian. And it was...
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, you know, the cool thing is, The cool thing is about being a mass mass character is that, uh, you know, you can go out as yourself for one and then you can make a, you can make a return later on in the same episode. How many times did you have to do that?
0: Well, whenever they had both characters, that's exactly what I had to do. I came out and and I thought for sure people would be able to recognize like my body, you know, my body type, but I guess because of um, the different colors and, like, I wore black leggings, so you couldn't see my legs. Whereas with Royal Hawaiian, I was flesh tone. So it did make a difference. But I really thought people knew that it was me, and they didn't. I mean, even till this day when I tell people that, they go – you are kidding. And I said, no. I said, that was my second character. So some matches, if both were in that episode, then I had to be Royal Hawaiian. Then I'd go change and then get back into the, the next costume and then come back out. So it was a lot of fun. I really loved it. It was so much fun. And the, and my tag team partner, Mabel, was um, Ashley Cartier and Nadine. So that was, that was another fun thing because we actually, you know, we kind of did our voices really high, which I don't have a high voice. So we did try to disguise our voices to not sound like our real uh, other character. So it was a lot of fun, a lot, lot of fun. I enjoyed playing both. And then I was also uh, the, a trainer, so for season one. Uh,
2: the Royal Hawaiian is our guest here. we got about uh, 38 minutes here left. I'm going to ask you one more question, and we'll kind of go around the room here. So you know, my question is, because you played two characters,
0: uh, did you get two paydays? Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. And guess what? Not only did I pay the two characters, I was one of the trainers for season one. So that means I had to train all the other girls with Americana, who was one of the other singers. So while, like, Hollywood and Vine came and they trained for their match, and then they went outside and they laid by the pool. Well, guess what? I had more than one job as Royal Hawaiian. I had Sarah. I was the trainer. I had to go to production meetings. I had to meet with the writers to see, okay, which girls are able to pull uh, a singles match now so we can know which characters we needed to write up about and all that. I didn't get paid anything extra for any of the extra work I did. Can you believe that? Uh, the Royal War- The
2: royal horns. I guess here, we got uh, 20 minutes uh, left of a regular show and uh, we have uh, 15 minutes left of bonus footage after that. So, uh, uh granny what do you got for our guest the royal hawaiians well it's
3: a true honor to have you on our show i am just a big wrestling fan i have been for years i'm not a wrestler granny's not a wrestler even though i've been threatened been thrown in the ring several times at different independent shows i go to but <laughs> what has been one of
0: your most challenging matches you had back in your career well that's a good one and nice to meet you my pleasure granny to, to be with you guys tonight um you know what i really i i really think i did okay with uh, most of my matches um i would have to say for the most challenging um and it was posted recently but um for me my tag team match with corporal kelly against california doll and dallas because Dallas oh, was wow. a tough one. Because, you know, that was Killer Tomatoes. So she was a good mm-hmm. wrestler. I would have to say she was probably the most challenging. As far as a, a singles match, I think I did pretty good. I, ne- I don't think I ever wrestled her in a singles. It was a tag team uh, tag mm-hmm. team match. but. Um, I think she was pretty, pretty good. I would have loved, but because we're both bad girls, Nanuchko was always someone I wanted to, you know, I would have liked to because I thought she was an awesome wrestler. Um, And then I never got paired up with Tina Ferrari. I would have loved to to wrestle her. And the one tag team partner that I would have liked to wrestle with was Jungle Woman. And people say, yeah, you two would have been a good tag team, you know. And I think so, too. Like, if somebody asked me, you know, who would I pick, I would have picked her. Because I think we we would have been a really good tag team match. But, I mean, I would have to say Dallas was probably about my toughest, you know, opponent as far as, you know, because she had a lot of experience. And she was was a good wrestler. And um, everybody else, I think I did pretty good. You know, I carried my own weight. And my tag team partner was um, Spanish Red. Who was the hot mm-hmm. tamale, and and her and I had some friction. So um, she, we were we weren't always the best tag team partners together. <laughs> well, love, you know, two strong personalities. Well, I love
3: I love I love going to independent wrestling shows, and I've I've been told on more than one occasion by the promoter and and by even the wrestlers, they always appreciate. When I'm there because I kind of help Get the crowd going because you know Somebody you know it may be their first Time they don't know who to boo or who to Cheer for
4: and And I'm not Afraid And
3: and, and, and I'm not afraid to stand up to anybody I mean you know I There was a guy here At uh, Arkansas Championship Wrestling A couple months ago And I'd seen him wrestle at a previous You know promotion and he remembered Who I was and and he was walking towards this group of little kids that was sitting on the front row. Boy, I granny just got right in front of between him and those kids. I said, Jake I said, and this guy's like six foot six. I said, You get back to the back, you leave these kids alone, don't touch those kids and I mean everybody started talking, <laughs> Granny, 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 so you would you have go. been you
0: would have been a good one in our in our uh audience because I always used to mess with the crowd. And my thing was crushing pineapples, right? So I used to spit pineapples in the crowd, and so oh, wow. I, you know, kind of it kind of backfired because we thought, oh, they're gonna not like me, right? And I did get booed, but then they loved it. They started to love mm-hmm. the whole pineapple gimmick, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's how I got, you know, I got a lot of fans. And then um, the director Matt said, you know what? Let's change her to a baby face. The crowd likes her too much. Da 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 da. Let's, let's make her a baby face. And I said, nope. I said, I'm not changing. I said, I, I can't see doing my character and being a goody two-shoe. I said, that's just not me. And so I, I, you know, stuck to my guns, and I told them, nope. I said, I'm not doing it, and they didn't change me. So I, I stayed the heel the whole time.
4: <laughs>
3: and uh, I had a good time doing it. I love I love um, talking smack to the heels. I would love to see you wrestle in person. I mean, well, you're you you nice. We, we, we could have a lot of fun together, I
0: think. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, you would be you would be a perfect kind of person because you're the kind of person I feed off of. And if you ever have a chance to see Otto Von Klatsch and I, we have a good time too. And I'm raising the crowd and and him and I have a good old time.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I, I, uh, I think I would have, have fun also. giving Otto some grief
3: too. So, yeah. Uh, the Royal
2: Hawaiian is our guest here. We got about 32 minutes here left with uh, the Royal Hawaiian. <laughs> we got 15 minutes regular regular time, and we got 15 minutes of overtime. Uh, let's bring on the big swing. What do you got for our guest here, at the Thank Royal Hawaiian? Otto,
6: it's a smoke. I'm gonna be the biggest name in the business. I have a feeling. Whoa.
1: <laughs> Big Springer, you there? He just said, fuck it. No, 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 I'm here. I said, I'm going to do. I actually have a couple different things going on at the station here at one time because I got to prepare us us to go. Basically, yeah, I got to prepare us to go overtime. So I'm just putting commercials in and things. So I'm going to direct this one to Otto and then I'll jump on after.
6: What's going on, Royal Hawaiian? Hi babe. how you doing? I'm doing Hello. good sweetheart. Thank you for being on tonight. You are a fucking gym. <laughs> You're so sweet
0: right <laughs> you guys. It's so much fun to be on with him because he is so he's got so much energy. it's not even I think mean, it's so great. I mean, you can't be with him and not join in on all the. All the fun, you know. So it's just been a, been a blast. We have had so much fun. So
6: you know, April, Thank I you. just want to kind of put this on the record. You might not realize this, but earlier today I was on another podcast. Earlier this morning, I was on a, a Vince Russo podcast, and you're doing your own podcast. And then I call in tonight, and then you're on tonight. And honey, I just I love you so much. Oh it, it's well, awesome. I did a
0: podcast yesterday. I was on a podcast yesterday and they just posted And you're on so one right was, now. So I don't know. Yeah, and then I'm like, Oh my God, are they talking about my auto? <laughs> yeah. My auto, right? I'm like, sounds like is auto gonna be on? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Well that I so I, I guess you know what? As a
6: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions as a fan so the, okay. the, the audience can get this. Uh, you know, a uh, real Hawaiian. What is it like for you? What you know, I gotta, I gotta say the same thing I just asked Vicky Guerrero. What advice would you give to any young, uh, expiring women that want to be wrestlers out there? What would you tell the women out there? Uh, I know it's such a women movement right now, and yep, and sure. uh, what what would you say? You know, April. What would you tell these ladies? You know, that you yeah. have a connection. What would you tell them?
0: I would say, you know what, go for it. If you think you got what it takes and you want to try it, hey, don't let anybody tell you, no, you can't, or no, this isn't for girls and women. My niece up in the Pacific Northwest that I'm going to visit this weekend is a wrestler in high school. So she's doing collegiate wrestling. But, well, we interviewed no, someone a no, few weeks ago about that. Really? And this is no, no doing on my part at all, but she's a wrestler. And so – I would say I don't care what age, if you are interested in it, seek out some training, have your parents call around and find, you know, whatever school in your area or state, wherever you are, get the proper training, start to think about what kind of character you want to be, get get some ideas, because you need to have some kind of idea on what kind of character you're going to be. Because here's some- for me, like I I I was lucky. I mean, I was lucky. I got the Royal Hawaiian, and I just ran with it,
2: right? That was
6: so you. Go for
0: it. Yeah, that was <laughs> you got crazy. lucky? You it's know, like,
6: they're like, "Hey, I we did. want you to be I a, totally a beach lucky. chick." You're yep. like, "Yeah, I'm a beach girl. Don't
0: worry." Yep. I mean, I hey. totally got lucky. But see what they were looking for when they put that audition information out. They just said all ethnicities. We didn't know it was for a wrestling show, but once we got there. They said, You're all here for a women's wrestling TV show. And a third of those girls got up and left because they're like, What the hell is this? I'm not ah, going to break my nail. God. I'm not, you know. And I said, You know what? I'm here for it. I want to see what this is about. And then they asked, What do you do? Well, I'm, you know what? I lived in Hawaii half my life. And, you know, back then it wasn't half my life, but, and I'm a hula dancer. And so these were the kind of, characteristics or kind of extracurricular things that they were looking for to try and see if you could fit in to one of the ideas of the character. I got a
6: question for you. I'm going to, I'm going to, rake you right now, uh, Royal Hawaiian real quick. I got like three more quick questions, but this is one of them because it just came to my mind. Did you ever notice when you guys were doing, when you women were doing stuff in glow, was it ever getting duplicated uh, are copied in WWF at the time. Did you ever watch WWF back in 1987 and be like, "Oh shit, they yeah. just ripped off Hollywood." Oh, they just yeah. ripped off Spanish Glow. Did you know who? Well, what, what, what do you what do you think about that? Did that ever happen to you?
0: Well, it, it, I wouldn't say it quite that early on because they used to make fun of us, and they used to. And McMahon used to say, don't you talk to those glow girls, because back back in the day, back then, they Uh, weren't doing the kind of stuff we were doing. So it was like, okay, you're making fun of the glow girls, or you're telling your guys not to talk to us. Well, guess what? Now, when you look back, they started doing what we were doing.
6: Okay, here's a question for you real quick. Another question. I would say yes. Okay, yes. So here's another question. What do you think, and I, I'm I'm sorry to even mention this. I probably should not. I'm already kicking myself in the ass for asking this. But what do you think about, you know, I don't even want to say her name, but you have another WWE woman wrestler using the glow gimmick. What do you think about that? If someone is David McLean, who's getting paid for this? She's putting glow all over her outfit.
0: I mean, who's getting paid for that? Nobody, not us. Not, not us, probably not him, you know, but
1: they're just, just what trying is, to poke you, know
0: at you guys. Well, and at this point, you know what, I'll, I'll look at that and go, you know what, all, all they're doing is now giving us the recognition that we deserve. Right? Absolutely. Okay. 'Cause back in the day, okay, because back in the day, they thought we were a joke and I just heard um, Malia or however you say her name. Yes. Because she's in WOW, right? So right. she did an interview, and she said, "Oh, well, the Glow Girls—they uh, think that they're real wrestlers, and they were making fun of women wrestling. Not really? true. Not true. Okay? You think she? Not I mean, obviously,
6: she was taking a working shot. She was taking a working shot. She wasn't taking a shoot, uh, a real shoot on you guys. Do you think? No, she was. She, she was. was. She,
4: so yeah, now, are you
6: saying, did. Real Hawaiian,
0: that you would challenge
6: this this woman?"
0: Well, no, because she's still resting, and that, that was part of her thing was if she was trying to establish that she's been around for five decades and she's still resting, which is true, oh. and that's great, and that's great for her, but don't dump on us. I mean, you're dumping on us saying we were making fun of women's wrestlers? not true in- and, and i gotta and i
6: gotta add on to this real quick you've been nothing but good to me you've literally shown me you've literally taken me under your glow wing let's say and me and you have wrestled are you performed with me at multiple shows you're nothing but a professional you're trying to get me books. you're a true manager you belong april you belong in nxt Otto von Clutch in April, the Royal
0: Hawaiian, I believe,
6: are going to be in NXT.
0: And that's what you say is bring it on, and I love it. Well, because from day one, what did I tell you? I said, you know what? I will help you do whatever I can and use Royal Hawaiian as the vehicle to help you. Just, I mean, how, how could that possibly be that you're the surfer boy? And I meet you at a wrestling event, and then we're all of a sudden now working together. So
6: it's course, the wrestling gods.
0: Yep, I want to help you in any way I can. And anything I can do to help, I mean, we, I took you into our radio show, right? We,
6: you we did. Had you in, she took me on the air in Los Angeles. Angeles.
0: She put me on the air
6: in Los Angeles in front of over a quarter of a million people The Royal Hawaiian brought Otto Von Kletch on. And this week, uh, February uh, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, I will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. In the Royal Hawaiian stomping grounds, I will be in Las Vegas with Versus Pro Wrestling. And I will be debuting at the Level Up Expo. It's a big expo where they show all the video games that are coming out. In April, uh, Royal Hawaiian is always invited with me. But she's a, she's a true gem, and it's just a blessing to have her on. And I love talking it, to you, April. I was gonna call you on Valentine's and send you I my know. love.
0: It's, it's it. I got I, I. I've been so excited just to help out any way I can. But I w- would love to be in Vegas. But you know, I'm gonna be up in Seattle. I'm gonna be Oh, I'm she's Seattle, a worker, I'm guys. She does not Portland play so around. In, she is working. She's getting booked. Yeah. So I have I have a. A last-minute meet and greet up there in the Pacific Northwest, and I'll Beautiful, be Beautiful, I leave, love that. I leave on yeah, so I'll be I'll be leaving on Thursday. I'll be up there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, probably for a good week. So yeah, and that's the there, way to do it. I'm going to be in us.
6: Vegas for three days, but I said screw it. I'm going to make a week out of it. So yeah. I'll be there and for then, the whole and week. And then we go
0: to. Um, March 6th, and, uh, 6th, 7th and 8th I'm in Columbus, Ohio with Hollywood Beautiful. and we have a meet and greet at the Comic Town in Columbus, Ohio and then we're at the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Sports World uh, Kids and Teen Expo on the 7th and 8th on Saturday and Sunday and we'll be working with the new Ohio wrestling group and, so and, and just a little exciting. spoiler alert
6: we're not going to give them everything but there is going to be something happening uh Summer Slam weekend in Boston, is that correct?
0: Yeah, so we're still working on that. So just we're keep your, on and your eyes and ears open. Absolutely. So, yes.
6: so it's well, thank you guys so for guys much for letting me talk things. to my yeah, manager.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you. It's been lots of fun. So keep your eyes open, and if you see the Royal Hawaiian and Otto von Klitsch, come on down. you will be happy to see it, and we'll be happy to see you. <laughs> Uh, well, the,
2: we got the Royal uh The Royal Hawaiian is uh, our guest here We got about uh, 21 minutes here left with uh, The Beautiful. Royal Hawaiian. Uh So thank my, you. my next question is and I, I want to kind of share this little story Because I don't remember if you were On uh, the episode or not But I'm just going to share a little story Then I'm going to ask you about it if you were uh, mm-hmm. There was a, a, a show back, A game show back in the day called Card Sharks Hosted by Bob mm-hmm. Eubanks yep. And uh, uh, the the glow girl girls were on there for a whole week,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, yeah, I, I loved the glow girl girls so much that I faked an illness for a whole week so I could stay home <laughs> and and, and watch the gals on that show. Uh, and then uh, the thing is, this is you know, of course, this is way before uh, you know uh, they had DVRs and they had uh, yes. you know a way that you could record stuff on the v- uh, VHS. So VHS? Uh, I mm-hmm. stayed home.
0: And I, and I could stick so I could do that. Were, were you part of that? I was not because that was a little bit later in, um, into probably, I think it was season two or three. I actually um, was on Family Feud, but I was on Family Feud with my family, not the Glow Girls. But they did talk about it. On the on the actual show, and it was I've been on Family Feud three different times with my family because uh, they needed ethnic families, and so they recalled us, you know, three different episodes. And um, when it was hosted by uh, Richard Dawson, we were on, and then I was on it again with Ray Combs, and he actually brings it up and says, "Oh, and we have the royal Hawaiian," so I actually got to pick him up, and you know, they show me lifting him and, and doing a bear hug, and just kind of. Picking him up off his feet, and it was kind of you know fun, just a little novelty that they announced that and said I was on. So that was the only one I was on. I didn't do any of the, the game shows. I did a lot of the other um, shows that we were on, the Tom Schneider Show and uh, uh, InLA and PM Magazine and all those other promos we did prior to the, the show coming out. But I think once um, once the Glow Girls were established, is when all the talk show, uh, all the uh, game shows. Wanted to have them on and and do you know the the special week of of having the celebrity groups on and such. So I did get to participate in that, but I I have watched the show, you know, and, and they and they well, show my episodes, where my my family's on on the different cable shows still today. So I, I'll have fans send me the the you know clips of it and stuff, or they'll say, hey, you're on, you know, um, I don't know whatever the the. Channel is that, that it's going on. They call me and tell me, oh, you're on TV, and I'm like, thanks. So yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, it's funny
2: you mentioned that because I just recently saw you. the 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 channel is called Buzzer, actually.
0: Yeah, Buzzer, that and was one, uh, that was the most recent one. So that was the most right. recent one it was on. Yeah. So you
2: saw it then. Yeah. So let me ask you this: what, uh, who was fun to hang out with? Uh, because I know Richard Dawson. You know, he loved to. Uh, you know, he loved to uh, kiss. kiss all his yeah. uh, female contestants, yeah. and R- Ray Combs didn't really do that. But who was funner?
0: Um, you know what, Richard Dawson—he—he he was still classic. You know, he's that old, old school kind of kind of MC and back in the day. But I think Ray Combs for me was more fun, for sure. I think he was a lot more fun. Um, he was—you know—he was a young guy. So for me, I think I kind of related to him a little bit more. It was sad to hear about him, you know, how he left the world. But yeah, uh, so I think, he was, I think he was a lot more fun. Uh,
2: we got uh, we have uh, the Royal One here with us. Uh, unfortunately, our uh, regular time has expired, but we're going to keep you for another 15 minutes. Cause we have some more questions. Uh, okay. Yeah, of course, a real real quick background story. Unfortunately. Uh, you know, Ray Combs has some, you know, health issues and, uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, ended up, you know, taking his own life. Uh, you know, we don't want to get, uh, you know, too sadness on the show, but, uh, uh, I always loved Ray Combs and, uh, you know, uh, I always loved Richard Dawson because of Hogan's heroes. Uh, that's right. actually, uh, and, uh, the match game, uh, was where I yeah. I got to know Richard Dawson really I quick. Love that and, uh, also, uh, he, him, uh, in a short uh cameo appearance in the movie um uh what was it? Uh with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the running man. Running uh, he was the host yeah. of the game show. There. Yep. So now uh I I'm kinda curious. Uh as we have the Royal Hawaiian here with us, we got sixteen minutes here. Uh now you gal uh you Glow Gal still get together every once in a while, don't you?
0: Uh on on some oh, Yep. Well, we went on our cruise just this past September. That was the first one that I went on, but this was the fourth cruise. And then there's going to be another one coming up with the Afterglow Girls. And so, um, we had a, we had a ball in September. We did the Mexican Riviera, um, Pablo San Lucas, Mazadlan, and Puerto Vallarta was awesome. I I was able to zip line. That was my goal. I lost weight so that when I went on that cruise, I was able to go to the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, place where they filmed Predator, and that's where I went zip lining. It was so much fun, so much fun. But yeah, so the cruises are fantastic. It, it, we had such a great time. So I would highly recommend it. Maybe not right now with everything going on with the coronavirus and everything but um it's definitely a fun time. So if we have you know, time. And, you know it's interesting you know you kind of mentioned
2: that uh uh I have a I have a lot of good uh former uh well uh friend not former friends but friends that were former gold girls like uh uh Miss Esther, uh, I know you know who that is. And okay. um uh Rocky Esther. Oh, Roxy. Uh-huh. And uh let's see, I believe uh Summerland has been on our show, and uh, uh you know the one girl that uh the one original girl girl I really do miss uh I wish I could have met her was uh fiji
0: no fiji that's my that's my i a sister so i I spent a good amount of time with her the last couple years of her life, so I miss her dearly she's um she was a special. A special glow giant, and she was the icon of glow with Matilda the Hun. And um, Fiji really uh, loved glow, it was her life, you know. And unfortunately, and, uh, um, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 she just, you know, she went too soon, wasn't her time. And uh,
2: she was uh, the one thing that she was most famous for in the game show era. Was uh, she actually lifted Bob Eubanks over her head? Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, she would lift anybody that that she could get her hands on. She lifted you over over her head. That was she was famous for that, getting people and getting them up and over her head and throwing them out of the ring. And so yeah, she was she was a special one for sure. She she was loved by everyone. You know, the kids, uh, the adults. Well,
2: you know, we, uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, uh, you know being on Glow. We'll kind of we'll kind of circle back to that a little bit. But, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're doing projects with uh, uh, Otto Von Clutch. There, uh, you can kind of tell us a little bit about uh, how that uh, how that came about and uh, what you do uh, for them.
0: For you mean for Otto? How I met Otto.
2: Well no what uh yeah, how you got involved with uh his promotion and uh uh how you got involved in uh, what you're doing now?
0: Well, we met at a at a an event up in Victorville, and um, we were actually right next to each other. our booths were right next to each other. I was up there with Hollywood and lightning, and then he was up there with his guys and so we just, you know, hit it off and started talking and, you know, exchanged uh, cards and what have you. And then um, just not too long after that, um, he was wrestling and uh, he, I think, I don't even remember if I reached out to him or reached, I think he might've reached out to me. And then I said, you know what? Let me know when your next show is and I'll see if I can get some how of the global you know together. I'm like, you, you reached out he's to like, me. I can't remember. And so, um, I said, you know, let me see, let me know when you're going to go. And come to find out, the first show that I went to was in my old neighborhood. I used to live no in Glendora, way. and this show was in Covina, which is like five minutes down the road. And so I told him, you know what, I could make it that night. I said, you know what, I'll come watch you. If I can get some of the other girls, I'll bring a couple girls with me. So then he calls me back and he says, you know what, he says, could you or would you think about, um, being my manager and yes. you know, coming in with me and and, oh, then went, and then it <laughs> uh, 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 and then so he said the hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the promoter ask to make sure everything's cool and this and that and he goes, Do you wanna be on the card and do you want yeah. them to put you on the fire? And I said, Nah, don't worry about all that. I said, I'll come and do whatever you want, you know, I I'm game. I said, Let's do this. And so I told him, I said, you know what, I'll I'll do it, and I'm going to bring a pineapple, and da da da, da. Well, he, he was already set. So I came to check out the location first, make sure it was in the right place. And then I was going to run to the store and go buy my pineapple. Well, this guy was on it. He had a double orchid lay for me, a real flower lay, and he wow. had my pineapple already ready. So he, he was ready, and I was like, this is awesome. I said – It was just bringing back glow days, you know, and I was, because this is the first thing physically that I did back in the atmosphere of an actual wrestling show and live wrestling and the whole bit. I mean, I've been doing all the promos and traveling all over the country, you know, with Hollywood and lightning and doing our thing, but Otto got me back in the ring. So, and it was amazing. So I got there and we, you know, talked about what match when, when we were in the, and the lineup, and then they announced me, and I the was place cool. went crazy, we did our thing, I got involved a little bit on the Stop. apron, jumped on um, Anthony Idol, and who we were wrestling, and I jumped on him, and I just put him in a headlock, and you know, kind he of squeezed him with my, my legs, on and, his back. and like everybody was going crazy. And I then know. afterwards, all the fans that came up to me after and said, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. Can I take a picture? Can I have an autograph? And then another guy comes up to me and says, Roy well, He says, hi, how are you? I said, I'm good. He goes, you don't know who I am, do you? And I said, you look familiar, but I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if he was a fan or was he someone I knew. He was my old trainer. So after GLOW, I started training. Um, bodybuilding, and this was the trainer. My original trainer had left, and he put me in in touch with um, Roberta. And so this was, I just by a fluke, I met this guy at this match, and then from then on, Otto and I have been, you know, doing our thing, and everybody's been loving it, so I just, you know, I keep doing it. Whenever we have something come up, everybody just can't wait to see what we're going to do. And it's been fun, right, Otto? <laughs> is he still there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah have, he's, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still are, here. He's still there? Yeah.
2: We got about eight minutes Seven? here left with uh, the Royal Hawaiian. So uh, the, my next question is, you know, on these, uh, on these cruises, well, are you going
0: to be on the next one then or not? I am not, no, because they're they're going they're going to the exact same places we just went. So I I'm not going to be going. That was the Afterglow cruise. So there is a um another group of Glow Girls. So we're kind of um two two groups that um they do some um events and then we do some events. But um our cruise we went to the same exact places, and I'm um booked for April so I I won't be going on, on that cruise, but maybe another cruise that we do maybe in the future. So we'll see. Now when
2: when you when you were doing Glow, we'll kind of circle back to that. Uh when when you were when you were doing Glow back in the day, uh did you guys uh you know, when you guys started did you did you think it was gonna take off the way it did? And how popular we it became on Saturday? We had Monday? no
0: idea. We had no idea because we didn't even know what we were doing. I mean, David McLean had the vision, right, and that helped get, get it going and launched and added all these exciting things, and then who knew? I mean, it, it went, went so well that they didn't even sell the show in the Vegas market because they didn't want us to get big kids and think that we were all that because it was a hit. We never got to see it because it didn't show where we were. So we didn't have any idea. We had no idea how well it was doing because we couldn't watch it. So after the fact, we couldn't even watch like playbacks or if someone recorded it or whatever. It didn't show in Vegas. So we had no idea until after the fact. And then like I say, I talk to people every day about GLOW. And it's like here we are in 2020. We are talking about GLOW from 1986 eighty five is when we started, you know, working on it and filming and so forth. Who thought we I'd be talking to you guys on the radio about something we did thirty four years ago? So it's crazy, you know, and it's it's just too amazing that here we are and as a result of, you know, the Netflix glow, we've had the resurgence since they've been on. We talk to fans at all the events that we do and we talk to Third generation of Glow fans. We have the best Glow fans, the most loyal fans you could ever want, and they've been dedicated to Glow for 34 years. We have original Glow fans who then made their children like wrestling and Glow, and then their children. So we get people that come to our booth at the Comic Cons and wherever we are, and we got the grandparents, their children, and then the grandchildren. So how's that? So that that's pretty amazing. Here we are 34 years later, and we've got third-generation Glow fans coming to see us. And then we, got, we get the fans that go, oh, my God, it's Glow. And then they're like, oh, you're Glow? But who are you? And they, they look around, and they don't see all the girls from Netflix Glow. And they're like, going, so who are you? And we're like, oh, we're the OG girls. <laughs> they're like, what is that? We're like, we're the original Glow girls. And they're like, original? What is that? And I said, from the 80s. Did you know that there was an original show? They're like, no, we had no idea. And we're like, okay, well, the show that you're watching on Netflix, you need to go on Netflix and watch our documentary. And you'll see that that's what they saw, and they decided to do a show about us. I said, we're the ones who originally did this back in the 80s. And they're like, oh, my God, they had no idea. So if you talk to the kids from today who are watching Netflix Glow, they're amazed that there's actually real blow girls that was a vision for the the Netflix glow show, and they're like, "Wow, is that too much?" So they're amazed. They're like, "That is crazy." They had no clue. So yeah, it's it's just it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I I'm shocked all the time. My son tells me, "Mom, why do you why do you keep doing that?" And that's a show from like 34 years ago, and I'm like, "I know." 34 years ago, I, mean, I got I don't a question.
6: I got a question. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Here's a question for you now. I'm sorry, April. I I thought I was muted, but I guess I'm not. So here's my question. Your son says, hey, why are you doing this? This was from 34 years ago. Does, Does he realize the... Do you believe, and I hate to say this on the air, but I guess we're attitude air live, so this is a little attitude to this, and he can get mad at me later for this, but I might just (laughs) jump the barrier, but – I mean, does he realize what his mom is? Does he realize the character, the gimmick, the lifestyle, what you created for the women of professional wrestling? You are one nope. of the most baddest-ass chicks. You're the Mike Tyson of professional <laughs> wrestling. You are the original man. How Becky Lynch is the man right now in WWE, you were. You're the first heel champion of GLOW. Does he realize You're that? right. Or, He's not a fan like that.
0: He doesn't understand that. Is that what that is? It is. I wish, I wish Otto, that I could get him to come to an event just, just to see because I try and tell him. I said, honey, I get that it's old. I said, but do you know, I said, I always ask him, okay, who is your idol? And guess what? His idol is Kobe Bryant. So I say, the way you think about Kobe Bryant is the way some of our Glow fans think about me and the other Glow girls. They different caliber, but same principle. You have an idol. You have uh, an admiration. You respect him. You you've tailored your life based on his lead on recommending how to be the best you you could be. Never give up. Always do what you want. Da 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 da. da. All of that. I said, guess what? There are people who look up to us like that. Okay. We're not as big as Kobe Bryant. We're not known around the world as big as him. But guess what? We have international fans. I have people in Brazil, in Japan, in London, Paris, you know, wherever. I have fans that, that text me on a regular basis. Nigeria, Kenya. I talked to a, another fan the other day because the priest that married me and my ex-husband was a priest from Kenya but that's our sister church, and so there's people all over the world that I talk to now April we I'm gonna rate
6: you real quick because I know the viewers the the listeners that are listening right now, bra are gonna love Ouch. to hear this question from you real quick. Was there a point when the producers, the writers of GLOW, when WrestleMania 1 came out, were the producers like, whoa, we got to make an all-women's pay-per-view, bro? Were they ever like that? Or tell the listeners what we want to know. Did they want that? Or was that something that was going to happen? Even though I might know the question, I want to know what the viewers, they want to hear this.
0: Well, you know, they did do a GLOW pay-per-view. I don't know if you know that. I did not know you, that. See, you just you did smartened not okay. everyone up so, in the
6: world. And we have a so, lot so, of listeners here yeah. on Added Live.
0: So there is. They did a GLOW pay-per-view. And actually, I always say now today, Hollywood, who is my traveling buddy, and we do events across the country together, she's an icon of GLOW today. She did Sorry. all four seasons. She toured the country she wrestles today. She has her own production company, Hollywood Productions. And as far as I'm concerned, here she is, the icon of Glow, and she never won the crown. How is that? She never had the crown. But right. she won she won the pay, the Glow pay per view. So she Here's won a quick the question, belt April, for would that. you ever step in the ring again? You know what? I would love to Otto, but you know what I suffer with. You know my. Kids I know, are I know so how bad. it is, honey. You know, you know baby. I, I,
4: I I'm mean, just saying for the people.
0: I, I'm saying I, the people that you know, want
6: to listen, you know, the people that are listening. You know what? They want to know: Are you
0: going to step in the ring again? After being with you in the ring, and just being able to participate that much, it's like I have to always. I get carried away. It's like so exciting. And just getting on top of those guys, and just, like, especially when we when we wrestled the duck. I mean, I had him in such <laughs> a good I love you, And man. I had the pineapple, shoved you up his beef. And I was like, I had to stay. He goes, I thought we you were going to let I'm sorry. I
6: shouldn't have to We wrestled you, a duck, hilarious. people.
0: We wrestled a duck. But, you know, a I duck. get in there, and it's just, I feel the adrenaline is there. I would love hey, I like, to get back in um, the They're going to kick
1: us in, like, two and a half
2: Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here real quick. Thank um, you. Now, uh, real quick here, uh, we have the royal wine. We got about uh, two minutes left here.
0: Uh, I, I did send you an address. Hopefully, you can send us some autographs for some giveaway. I will. Giveaway. I will do that. do that. I definitely will. I'll w- go ahead and get that in the mail, and I will send those to you. She's a sweetheart, and then,
6: icon. She'll take care of you.
0: Yeah. I'll all all right, be sending sir, those um, out to you guys. And if our fans yeah. wanted to
2: check you out and see you, do uh, you got a Facebook? Do you got the Instagram? you yep. got a YouTube?
0: I got you got a Twitter? Facebook. you got a Twitch? Yep. What have you got? You can go on April Hom. That's H-O-M. That is my new and my original name that I uh, wrestled under uh, when I was the Royal Hawaiian. That was April Hom. So it's April Hom at Facebook. And then you can go on Instagram is Royal Hawaiian 25. And on uh, Twitter, it's glow underscore royal. And my email is aprilhom25 at gmail.com. If you need to reach me, we're available for bookings. If you'd like to see me and Otto come to a show near you, let us know. We'll be happy to try and get on the card. And if you are looking for merchandise, um, you can, you know, drop me a line. I can uh, let you know what I have. I'm in the process of doing some more and uh, getting a website together. So if you are interested in any of that, just get in touch with me. I'll be happy to set you up.
2: And thank and, you guys uh, we for do thank you first. Yeah, we do thank you for joining us on. And then hopefully one day, uh, Audubon Clutch, you know, he's a great guy, but hopefully one day he can un- unfriend me. I would appreciate that. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we do. Well, uh, I love you, Icon. I love you. Uh, well, uh, history, history kind of, uh, history kind of says something different. But uh, I, I, to, I, I mean, the, I I Icon's been so. getting
1: shot down all night tonight, so I love Icon. He's the so, man. But uh, all right, but we you do so. gotta go though because we do have NBA okay, All Star Game coverage and stuff like that. that Yeah. Okay, on guys. Well,
0: thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
1: Talk Not to you again
0: soon. Aloha.
1: Hopefully Thank sooner you. than later. Aloha, Aloha, and we will see you Aloha. next Monday. You got it now.